questions about Trevor's ancestors. I discovered an entire box of spells about... Venuses. You're certain it was one of his ancestors? You didn't find it under his childhood bed? Welcome to the Salt Report Podcast, where three of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, movies, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Jake, and I'm here with Kay. Hi. And Jesse. Yo. And um, <laughs> we were being sad before the podcast, and we wanted to be happy, so we started, we hit uh, record so we could change our mood. <laughs> yeah. Or at least be sad on the recording. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Be so, sad. Be sad with you. <laughs> so we can all think about climate change. Yeah. I used to. I used to think about like when I went to bed at night. I used, if like if I was getting real out there, I would think about how like eventually our sun is just gonna not you know be there anymore. It's gonna go dark, and then we're gonna have like the slow death of like all of the planets surrounding as they moved into like freezing temperatures and made our planets no longer inhabitable without the warmth of the sun. But I also thought it was gonna go supernova first, so we would have died anyway. But the point being is that like that used to keep me up at night but then i would remember oh i probably won't be alive for that so never mind but now it's like (laughs) 10 to 20 years and i'm like doing the math in my head and i'm like that's bullshit (laughs) i'm like what do i do i wasn't supposed to be here for this I wasn't supposed to do. Am I supposed to like? It's just me. You just look over and like all I'm doing is capturing CO2 and then launching it into space. (laughs) That is like evil Elon Musk, (laughs) which is just as normal Elon Musk. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why can't he do something useful instead of yelling at people who saved children because they didn't use a stupid submarine? Like. His submarine that seats one. Oh, yeah. His single-seater submarine. That was fun to say. (laughs) (laughs) Single-seater submarine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Say that five times fast. (laughs) Oh, man. So um, that brings us to uh, a a brand new segment in our show. Instead of uh, getting the usual sponsor in our hearts, you're going to get the shit post from our hearts. (laughs) It is a sponsor, though. <laughs> yeah. It is a sponsor, but it's also shit posts. Because, <laughs> uh. Isn't, isn't this entire is... podcast just verbal shit posts? <laughs> yeah, the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. The Salt Report just for, sounds nicer on Twitter. One and three of... hours every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Salt Report just sounds better on Twitter instead of the shit post report, but. Um... Uh, we put it up here. We put this sponsor up here because it was in a lot of our salt. So we're like, why don't we share it? Because sharing yeah. is caring. Sharing is caring, yeah. And that brings us to Netflix deciding to... I'm assuming the idea was to get everybody excited um, about The Witcher. And having like this... I'm assuming it was like a makeup test, right? Because they had like the whole... Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If their game, if their goal oh, was yeah. to get us excited, they failed. <laughs> they failed miserably. Oh my gosh! Here, here comes Henry Cavill wearing his Legolas cosplay. It's and, uh, did you just say Legolas? Legolas. Legolas? 
<laughs> You're putting the emphasis on the wrong yeah, syllable there. This is like when Shane <laughs> well, the, said... It's not even a good Legolas. It's not even a good Legolas cosplay. So that's why it's a Legolas cosplay. <laughs> it's like a bootleg Legolas. ass. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not shitty even... Shitty spirit Halloween wake Geralt's from, from Netflix. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Bangles, not Lord of the Rings. Like... I, is Lord of the Bangles the porn parody of Lord of the Rings? <laughs> is it? Oh my god! I, know, did I, I just, just made a joke, porn? but like, oh. I feel like it probably the, is. I mean, like, I feel like there's so there. Okay, there has to be a ton of Lord of the Rings porn parodies. Oh, there there's got to be, be millions. <laughs> yeah, because like it's so it's so like embedded in our culture that even people who've never seen Lord of the Rings like get Lord of the Rings references a lot. Anything that's moderately so, like, popular gets a porn parody. Yeah. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings is insanely uh, popular, so it probably has many. So, I I mean oh, like yeah. I mean but, Pirates of the Caribbean got one right. Yep. And I and I'm pretty sure the wigs in that porn parody look better than Geralt's wig. <laughs> <in> his- <laughs> In a Netflix original, I'm clapping. I don't know if that's picking up on the mic. And, like, but. and then I would say that like you're saying like oh it's Netflix original is bad, but Netflix original movies have been cranking out some good there's stuff. Some good and, like, stuff. there's some garbage, but there's also good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm just like, what is what what is the truth? Like all of their like Marvel stuff, like well, granted not, some of the not stuff- Iron Fist. <laughs> But Iron Fist was a disaster <laughs> to begin with. But like that was just written terribly. <laughs> but like at least it I mean it looked fine. It's like it's like Daredevil's costume looks great and like there yeah. it's a Netflix budget, so I there's no excuse for why Geralt's wig looks so bad. They really couldn't just like, like, yeah. like fucking Arda Wig sells lace fronts for like seventy dollars. You couldn't just go to fucking Arda Wig. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, they didn't even, like, uh, customize it. It looks like they just took the wig and then put the top part in a ponytail and slapped it on his head and were like, Witcher! Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, like, I'm... super long, too. Like, it's, his hair's not normally that long, it's right? It's pretty long, is isn't that... it? No, it goes down to his shoulders. I think it's, like, shoulder. Like, it stops at his yeah. shoulders. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe that's just game Geralt, and we're all just used to game Geralt, and fucking book Geralt's yeah. just fucking hideous, but, like, in, in my brain, Geralt is, like, like, Mess Mickelson, you know? Like, yeah. he's also, he has that vibe. Mess Mickelson is also a better actor, a better choice. Miss <laughs> 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 yeah, Sorry, was Hank. T- yeah, they couldn't get Mess Mickelson because he's too good. He's too busy at- having fun off with uh, Hideo Kojima. With- yeah, Kojima. Yeah. Him and Kojima are having bonding Koj- time, so like they couldn't get it. Yeah, Kojima want to give him up. They're, and they're like, hey. Kojima's like, you can't take my boyfriend. Kojima's <laughs> like, my actor now. My actor? Yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, so we have to have fucking, oh my god. And so somebody was arguing. The thing about him is that, like, I I will give him that Superman didn't give him much to act, but, like, I feel like his acting could have filled the void of writing that was in the Superman movies. Yeah, like, I've seen actors pull great performances with bullshit scripts. And so, like... Yeah. I... I, I want to be, like, I don't ever really want to talk about Johnny Depp ever, but, like, when they wrote his character for um, Pirates of the Gar- Caribbean, they wrote it pretty straight. 
Yeah, and, and actually like, at one point, the, so the director got extremely angry at Johnny Depp for all of his shenanigans and thought yeah. he was ruining the movie. And look how it turned out. Yeah, and like... <laughs> I mean, fuck Johnny Depp, but also, yeah. like, that, the, but what I'm saying is it's an example of, like, someone wrote a really boring role, and somebody else was like, this is bad, this is bad, Todd, and just, like, took it, you know? <laughs> um, and I, I, and I don't think Henry Cavill, 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 Henry Cavill, I don't think he has the, like, capacity to act. And he's an actor. <laughs> I think he has very much either. He was in the Tudors. He was in um uh he was fine in um uh Man from Uncle, but part of that is because the character he was playing didn't have to have a lot of facial expressions and was supported by two other characters. So like yeah. I I think that's part of the reason he was kind of okay in that movie. But like um yeah, no shit, it's bad. He's not very good. And, like, the thing about Geralt is, like, Geralt can read hella dry if he doesn't have, like, those facial expressions. Like, one of the things that, like, keeps me going in the game is, like, when you accidentally fuck up and Geralt knows he fucked up and you see his face, he's like, shit. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) like, those kinds of things keep me going. But otherwise, he can be pretty, like, not to insult anybody's fave. Isn't but it like, in The Witcher 3 where, like, there's actually a mission where you have to keep a... Or you have to decide whether or not you want to keep a straight face while Triss is being tortured in the other room? Like, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> like, I just... There's just so much going on. I um, But, I mean, like, I think he can be accidentally played as, like, a person who has no... Um, no emotions. Like, he can be played as a person you can't empathize with very yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, so I worry that Henry Cavill's performance... A character that's kind of serious, like Geralt, can come across as really dry and boring if not handled yeah. correctly. There has to be a certain level of subtlety to yeah. them. And can Henry Cavill do it? Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to believe in it, but... <laughs> I want to believe... Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus is real. Yeah, and he can act. Like that was the one of the big problems with Superman is that like he was just so unlikable. Yeah. Like there was nothing about him that made me feel like warm he, and fuzzy. Like he came across less as un, as serious and more as uncaring. Yeah. And unsympathetic. It, and so it was it's a huge problem with the Zack Snyder Superman movies. Yeah. yeah, and I I don't know if that's a hundred percent writing fault, but I think it's a perfect uh, storm of like, acting, direction, and writing. <laughs> he can't write the he, Superman. No one can write Superman. But it's a to be fair, Superman's really hard to write now. Yeah. Like it's hard to sell Superman to people, and I think like the answer to that was like we're gonna make him edgy, but then Henry Cavill just like didn't act. He just said his lines. And it was a weird experience for all to enjoy. Kind of interesting that they're doing um, Shazam now, because like oh, Shazam yeah. and Superman have kind of an interesting meeting in the comics, if I remember correctly, where yeah. Superman doesn't understand that he's a kid at first. Oh, yeah, and when yeah. he does, he's like really angry that somebody gave this child like superpowers. 
Yeah, like, and and to be fair, I would be upset too because I'm it's like a lot of responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> that's me picking up every child superhero and being like, "This is a child." <laughs> Batman, I'm looking at you. Yes. Yeah, it's like, Batman. Children shouldn't be superheroes. Superman just turns his head and stares at Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman's like, "I'm on number seven. Batman's right just like, I'm on number seven. No reaction. Does not make eye contact with Superman. <laughs> yeah, I just replaced the kid, but I still call him Robin. This is Robin oh Seven my God. right now. It's just. <laughs> I, replacement I'm robin so is the sad. name of my next punk rock album <laughs> replacement robin <laughs> i was about to spit my water out <laughs> the only one who kept the robin like in their name at all was R- tim drake who became red robin <laughs> Young. oh yeah <laughs> red robin <laughs> that was a sponsored bit for batman right there <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, because he, after he left Robin, he became Red Robin, yum. Yeah, and yum. Dick, Dick, I can't stop saying Dick. Dick is Nightwing. <laughs> Zendaya is Nietzsche. Oh, Nietzsche. <laughs> like, so Dick is uh, Nightwing, so he's still bird-related, but I think Nightwing actually has to do with Superman, because... Dick had, like, a mentor crush on, um, Superman, and it was, like, some story from his youth. I vaguely remember this. It's somewhere in the lost annals of time. (laughs) And then Red Hood is Jason Todd. Red Robin. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's Robin. And then, was it, um, uh, God, uh, What's your name? There are two other ones, two or three, counting. Cassandra um, Clare became somebody. She became okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna go on. This, <laughs> we're going we're, down this rabbit hole. We're going down this rabbit hole because I'm here. Um, the power. Of the Batman. No, come on. Come get Cassandra. <laughs> come at me. Uh, no, you can fucking sit <laughs> on my asshole. <laughs> I appear. I don't think her name. I think I, I got think, her name wrong. I think it's uh, no, because Cass. Um, yeah, because I've got like a writer or something up here. So I think I. But yeah. there's like a Cassie or Cassandra. something in Batman. I think there. Uh, Cassandra Kane. Yeah, there is a Cassandra Cassandra Kane. I was almost it's there because there's also Kate Kane. But KK is Batwoman. She became orphan. Was... Yes. And then um, there's also. Uh, was... Shit. Orphan Batgirl and Batgirl. was also Robin for a while. Yeah. Stephanie Brown, I guess, I think is her name. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, Stephanie Brown, who's like, what's his name's daughter? The like villain spoiler's daughter. Um, she became a Batgirl, but she was Robin, or she was Spoiler. I'm very confused. I don't, she was comics, also Spoiler, but she was also Robin. Comics are confusing. There yeah. was the one from, um, shush, 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 Frank Miller's Batman, right? Wasn't that uh, Cassandra Kane? N- no, it wasn't. It was, uh, I don't... 
Batman. Even I found a geek and sundry list. There was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne, Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Uh, Helena? I was like redhead Helena? with fucking freckles or whatever. Yeah. Just, she was a redhead with like short hair, and yeah, she was the, only in that one Batman, the Frank Miller yeah. one. Yeah, and yeah. then Helena Wayne, <laughs> Batman's daughter. <laughs> uh, I have never heard that name in my life. Yeah, it says it's a uh, Huntress. What is this? The New Fifty Two Huntress. Oh, Rose, the New Fifty Two, and then mm, Power That Girl? explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so actually... <laughs> and then there's the We Are Robin. <laughs> I remember I that just, book. I, like, I picked up... So, this is where I stopped with DC recently. So, I I was there. I, I, got, I got into comics just before the New 52. Or, like, I got into, like, the big two just before the New 52, which was sad for me because I had just caught up. And then, like, New 52, that was the year I went to Comic-Con. So, that'll tell you how long ago I went to Comic-Con. <laughs> and then... Um, rebooted, and I was picking up all the titles at that time, and then I, like, narrowed them down. I think I was picking up, um, Detective Comics, and then the Batman that was running at the time, um, and I, I think I wasn't picking up the main Superman title, I was picking up the, um, what do they call the other, the other one? It's, like, what its, it's original name was. I, it's I don't know. Forever in the Ether. I was picking that up too. Yeah. But I got all the way to I went through the whole Owl Court bullshit, um, which was a fucking wild ride. And then only to get to Death in the Family where no one died. And then the one after that is where Damian Wayne died. And then Damian Wayne came back, I guess. I don't know, because I stopped there because I was real sad about Damian. <laughs> I was butthurt because I love that child. Well, I love small children who were raised by assassins and then have to learn how to not kill people. It's a very specific genre, but it's a it's a favorite of mine. All right, we've been on this tangent for almost twenty minutes. Yeah, so. I, I was like, we're this is supposed to be about Geralt, and here we are going through the Robins. We, we went on a, on a ride. Listen. Yeah, listen, I love Batman. <laughs> But not anymore. That's part of my dark past. <laughs> a dark um, night, if you <laughs> <laughs> A dark night. <laughs> nice. Uh... <laughs> Pre-salt. <laughs> Pre-salt! I'm still laughing. That was such a good pull. <laughs> my dark night, if you will. <laughs> okay. Moving on to pre-salt. <laughs> Um, I've got Soul Calibur. I've actually been playing for maybe a couple weeks on and off, and God, it is so much fun making characters on this game. Like, it feels to me like the game is the character creator. It really is. (laughs) You only play the rest of the game just to unlock newer, cooler stuff. That's what it feels like. And um, I think they're going to be having like 2B from Nier show up soon. So now everybody's like, we get to do cool stuff with like, you know, like her outfit stuff. So you can use probably like her blindfold and her dress and swords and stuff like that. Like there's been everything from like Freddy Krueger. 2B's dress. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like they're just like, oh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, I made um, I made King Cat Daddy and I made like queen cat mama and 
just all kinds of other characters. Me, me and my have like uh, I made like a, I guess like an oni girl or like a devil girl kind of thing, and she just happened to make one too. So now it's like the aunt and um, uh, <laughs> like aunt and niece. So I was like, that's cool. That's canon in our Soul Caliber world. And, um, Everything's it's just, canon in our Soul Caliber world. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been like super fun, like uh, just doing that, just creating characters and and um. But it just I've never really gotten into like Soul Calibur, so even just learning the um, the game itself, like the, with the swords and it's you know a fighting game or whatever. So and they have this cool story mode, makes it feel kind of like an RPG. Um, so I've been having fun, and it's just it's one of those where like yeah, if I want to go in and create a character, kind of like to relax or whatever or play a couple rounds of fighting um to unlock more stuff to create more characters um so it's been really it's been a it's been a blast so um i'm definitely enjoying it and knowing that there's gonna be dlc for it should be like really fun seeing all the different characters we can create um and then that that brings me to um (laughs) red dead redemption 2 um i I I'm usually not the person that's there for like day one on games. So like being able to like benefit from being on the West coast and having to wait till nine o'clock to play it while everybody else usually had to wait around like midnight was kind of awesome. Um, and yeah, just getting to experience the first couple of hours, like before midnight was super fun. And, um, I do have some salt regarding the game, but even with the salt, it's just one of those where, um, I was trying to like compare it to like, cause my wife's like, I don't get it. Cause my wife's not really like, she understands video games, but it's not really like her thing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, Oh, it's like when you get a new, uh, Mercy Thompson novel and she's like, uh, <laughs> like all of a sudden it like clicked. Um, that was cute. she's like, I, <laughs> Get it? Yeah, like kind of like oh, I, I'll. You try because I remember when contextualize she contextualize it for her. Yeah, with yeah. Because like yeah. she's yeah, because she'd be like, "Why are you coming to bed at one?" And I'm just like, "I can't stop the cowboys. They got me." Um, <laughs> and yeah, that sounds like a weird fever dream you're having. And she's like, "Honey," yeah. and you're like, "I can't stop the cowboys." <laughs> got me yeah um but but yeah like but but then she was kind of like yeah but my my books don't last 50 hours like your game does (laughs) so um it's been pretty funny but no i'm i'm having a blast um i didn't think i was gonna really like the character arthur who's the guy you play as in this one i just didn't really like the the trailer kind of like model they have for him um but the fact that you can like customize everything, like his facial hair, his hair, is what he wears and stuff like that, like, um, I I'm like totally like okay, I know this is this is this is my kind of cowboy, and then, like I, and of course I kind of ended up making him look kind of like Tom Hardy. Yeah. You made him look like Tom Hardy, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like love your and at first I didn't Tom realize Hardy. why I liked it so much. I was just like, man, I really like his aesthetic in this in in this game. And then I'm like, that movie Lawless. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> I just god! Made Tom. 
There was a scene in the in Venom that I like, which I'm going to talk about later. But there's a scene where it, this has nothing to do with the plot. But Tom Hardy just walks in and he's wearing this black long sleeve shirt and he's pushed up the sleeves and he's got like his bracelet things on, you know, and you can see his tattoos and he's standing there in his jeans with his little notepad. And I'm like, Jake, Jake is going to be so <laughs> thirsty when he sees this. There's oh just, yeah, there's just something about this Tom Hardy that like resonates. Like I'm cool, but I also hold dogs and love them. But like also, I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I'm gentle, but I'm dangerous at the same time. And I'm like, thank yeah. you, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So I was just like peak Tom Hardy. <laughs> Yeah, I was cracking up because I was like, oh, I like this hat. I'm like, why do I like the stupid floppy hat? And I'm like, Tom Hardy wore a stupid floppy hat and freaking lawless with cannibal Shia LaBeouf, um, which is probably why I tried to forget that movie. <laughs> Actual cannibal, yeah, Shia LaBeouf. But um, no, I'm having like a really good time with it. Um, it's just, yeah, just the way it works out. Like there's obvious like story missions that you do that are on the map. And then there's just random ass stuff that happens. Um, like you'll just be riding and then all of a sudden someone shows up and is like, Hey, can you help me? My horse died. Or like somebody's like pinned underneath their horse and you're like, they're like, please help me. And like you help them up from underneath their horse or you get randomly jumped by like rival gangs. You'll just be riding and all of a sudden people like a gang jumps out of like the bushes and they're like, get him. There he is. And you're like, what? Um, and then the wildest thing that's happened so far is I had a tweet go viral, which is wild to me. Um, I guess it has this thing called cinematic mode where if you're writing, you hold down the like touchpad and then it'll like do like kind of like, you know, the, the bars come, the black bars come down and make it more widescreen. And then it does these dynamic angles and stuff like that. And, um, all you have to do is either hold down X and the horse will just follow a trail. Or I found out now if you're holding X before you do cinematic mode, it'll go like autopilot as long as you have a route destinated or whatever, a waypoint, I guess. And while that was happening, um, <laughs> in like this dramatic cutscene, my, my care, my character who's driving like a carriage with all these people runs over a random pedestrian. <laughs> and just like it was violently so runs him. It's a watch. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's like just random. <laughs> it's just it's yeah, chaos. Just, oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I didn't notice. I didn't notice this, but if you listen like or turn it up, he goes like, "What's your problem?" After you're done running him over, <laughs> I didn't notice he said that until like later. <laughs> but um, and then I get I don't know who it was, but put like all these moments where people were wrecking their horses and I got in there. And next thing I know, I'm like getting all these likes and all these retweets. And yeah, I think it got up to like 104,000 views and I got like 2000 likes and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this is so weird. Like, I don't know if that's how it was when you got like put in the Netflix thing for, a. Uh, that was um, weird. Yeah. The Netflix thing about being thirsty <laughs> Nef- over a robot. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "This is on brand." Every time I have like fifteen seconds of fame, it's always thirst tweets, <laughs> and I'm sad about it. <laughs> it's your legacy. It's my legacy, and like, and then when I die, like they'll all have accumulated by that point, and they'll be like, "This was one thirsty bitch," 
and I have just like <laughs> please put it on my memorial. Yeah, but yeah, so it was just wild. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I've got a little bit more about Red Dead and the Salt or whatever. Um, if anybody's like listening and interested, I don't know who else has the game, but I wouldn't mind doing a spoiler cast because there's been some really cool um, tie-ins to um, the other games. That the one in particular that I was very impressed with the writing. Um, so I'm uh, throwing that out there. Whoever wants to do one, I'll be down to do a spoiler cast with y'all. Um, and uh, then my last thing is um, for Halloween, uh, which kind of ended up being a little bunk for us. We like we're like usually we go out. There's usually some party or something we get invited to. And this year just felt like everybody was busy. So we're like, you know what? Let's I mean, go get Wednesday. candy and see what it's like to like, yeah. you know, pass out candy in our neighborhood. It'll be like the first time we've ever done this in like year, like even before we had the baby, like years, we'd always have a party or something to go to. And so we go and get like three bags of candy and we're all ready. And that, that nervousness of like, ooh, the little kids are going to come up and like, ooh, are they going to scare me? Are they going to be weird? What's going to happen? Am I going to have enough candy? Am I going to run out? You know, trying to like ration out the candy so everybody can get some. And nobody showed up. Yeah, I didn't get any trick or treaters either. Not a single we had soul. Seven. Yeah, no trick or treating's dying. We had like seven trick or treaters. Here in um, Utah, there's like alternatives to going door to door. They have trunk or treat usually in broad daylight in a parking lot yeah, somewhere yeah. that's a bit safer. Um, yeah, we have them in malls here too, where the stores pass out candy and the kids go from store to store getting candy. Yeah, I think. People kind of grew up and were like, you know, it was pretty dangerous that I was just going around house to house in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah, but it turned out that all those like things about how people were putting razor blades and apples and heroin and candy, they're all bunk. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I'm just like, just let the, just let kids, I mean, like usually your parents are there. I remember reading a news article of like one isolated incident where somebody was putting pins um in candy but that was like i said one isolated incident and it's not as widespread as everybody said it was but i still checked all my candy wrappers when i was a kid (laughs) yeah so did i my mom didn't care she's like you just have to check your candy before you eat it and i was like okay and we moved on with our lives but yeah no it's really sad there were no trick-or-treaters this halloween is kind of like it's weird because like it seems like in pop culture it's super popular but like nobody's doing it i feel like people aren't having parties and stuff but it also doesn't help that halloween this year was on a wednesday night yeah yeah i think that might have been the big thing it's so weird because like there's there's like two people in our neighborhood besides us who have halloween decorations up and so it's less like oh in yeah, my apartment care. complex, there's only a couple yeah. people that decorated, but the people who did, like, went all out, so... All out, yeah. And then at Christmas time, there's, like, way more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it was, it kind of, that kind of sucked, but... So to make up for it, and, like, I I think I've everybody knows this, like, that I, I do not do scary movies at all. I am a big chicken when it comes to scary movies. But um, my wife really likes Emily Blunt. And uh, so she's like, and a friend of mine um, who's like doing all the digitization of his movies, I guess, um, gave me a big old stack of DVDs and in it was The Quiet Place. And so she's like, let's watch The Quiet Place. It'll be, it'll be like, oh, we're doing something spoopy on Halloween since nobody's coming to eat the candy. And so we watched 
a quiet place and um the i don't know have y'all seen it yet i have not no you okay. I, i'm okay if you spoil yeah, it for I, me but i know I'm, the plot okay. you're too late on that yeah. right on that okay, regard gotcha. but, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, you just have to be quiet, otherwise the monsters will, will get you or whatever. But, yeah, otherwise um, Kanye will hear you. And you'll be <laughs> yeah, Kanye will get you. Oh, yeah, man. that was really great. But um, yeah, the the scariest thing about the whole movie, where like I legit was like burying my face in my wife's neck, like I was the scaredy cat. Wasn't the monsters? Wasn't the sound? Wasn't all that stuff? But there's a point where Emily Blunt is like because she's pregnant in the movie and she's like doing laundry and she's trying to go up the stairs and the laundry kind of like bag sack that they have or whatever gets caught on like a nail on the um <laughs> the, the steps and so she you know she's tired and pregnant so she's trying to get and so she like forces it which i guess it's caught on the like a door like a framing nail um yeah and it pulls the nail up and then so like it's just like sticking straight up on the step and then all of a sudden you're like oh no this is foreshadowing because somebody's gonna run down the steps because they're all barefoot because you know trying to keep the sound light yeah yeah and so you're like they all go barefoot one of them is gonna go down the stairs and one of them is gonna step on that and yell and that's how the monsters show up and so now the whole time i'm like the nail the anxiety about the nail (laughs) (laughs) the nail the nail and then of course some like noise thing happens and then she's trying to get down this oh no she goes into labor and so she's trying to go down into the stairs and i'm like barry i'm like i already know what's happening and i'm already like she's in labor and she's gonna like step on the the nail and so i am just like my <laughs> this is a setting we're on the couch my wife is fully focused watching and my my face is buried in her neck like god no the nail the nail <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and it's not even like, oh, she steps on it like, oh, my God. And, you know, like, ow. It, like, impales her foot. Oh, Jesus and I'm like, Christ. Ah. And, like, yeah. It was, like, the only moment I didn't watch. Like, the the monsters rip people in half. And, like, all this violence is happening. And I'm okay with it. But Emily I, Blunt stepping on the nail just, like. I feel you, though. It's, like, it the, the, I guess, more realistic, sarcastic air quotes injuries are the ones that bother me. Like. Like, the mo- yeah, you know, stepping on nails or getting your fingernails ripped off or something something that could yeah. might actually yeah. possibly happen in real life i'm just glad that they actually they did this thing with the nail and then it came back and it was super important check like, off gun people you can't, hype- can't put a gun over the fireplace yeah. if you're not going to use it like <laughs> like i have to hype like i'll hyper focus on it like i was i was just i messaged everybody in the chat because i was reading this fanfic and they put pizza rolls in the oven and then they ha- got distracted having sex and then they just left the oven on with the pizza rolls inside and it was like the end they go to bed the end and i'm just like the pizza rolls yeah. <laughs> their apartment is going to be on fire <laughs> they're going to die yeah oh man it really bothered me like i couldn't even get it i couldn't even read the sex scene cuz the whole time i'm reading the sex scene i'm like the pizza roll yeah. <laughs> the oven is on yeah. the pizza rolls. Like do something about the pizza rolls, yeah. The pizza but, rolls. So um yeah, so that that was that that was our Halloween. Although I do have like minor salt about the quiet place that I'll talk about in the salt, but other than that, that that wraps up my pre salt. Alright. Um 
Well, I, speaking of Halloween parties, um, I went to a Halloween party on Saturday at my friend's house. Um, and the plan was to drink and play Jackbox. And we accomplished those goals. <laughs> I, I don't, Jake, you weren't in the room, but so I guess I'll retell the story. My friend made caramel apple sangria. And you know, oh. I mean, y'all know what sangria is. It's, it's wine flavored usually with fruit juice. My friend didn't yeah. use fruit juice. She used caramel apple vodka <laughs> and wine <laughs> and a little bit of cider. That stuff was potent. It was delicious, but it was, uh, it was a really good way to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like this is i'm gonna die drinking this but i'll i'm gonna be happy about so it. fucking drunk anyway um, it kind of sounds tasty though it was delicious but in moderation um <laughs> so we were play, we played jackbox and i've played jackbox 3 before that's that's the one that i have uh with quiplash and tko and we played a couple rounds of that stuff tko especially is really funny in a group um, we ended up making a t-shirt with, a. I, I drew, um, the Elmo fire gif, you know, he's got <laughs> somebody, nice. somebody added, and then somebody wrote, like, they ask you for captions afterwards. And so, um, ultimately this t-shirt ended up with the caption, kill God. And it was oh like, <laughs> another, another winner of a shirt was somebody drew the, um, the little like, oh no, ghost. And yeah. the the caption on that one was "Kill your local racist." Oh my! <laughs> this was late in the night when we were all pretty toasted, yeah, so we yeah. got some weird slogans in there. Um, <sighs> and that, but after we were done with Jackbox Three, we moved on to Four, which is pretty new, I think. Um, I know my friend just got it, but I don't know if that means that it like just came out or. I think it is because. I think the Game Grumps even played it recently because yeah. it's new. Yeah, we only played two games on that one um, before I got too drunk to continue. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the first was Monster Seeking Monster, and the premise of that is that it's like a reality dating show type thing, and you all pick your character, and they give you a superpower, and that only you are supposed to know about. So they just send it to your phone. Uh, mine was that I was a vengeful ghost and that anyone who rejected me would lose a heart. Um, and of oh, course, wow. anybody who wins the most, who has the most hearts at the end of the game wins. Um, and so, and after a while, they start revealing, like, the, the top person for each round gets their monster status revealed. Um, and the funniest part of this was that my friend got revealed as a body snatcher. And I don't remember what the power for that was. It was something about swapping hearts, but... I, Again, like I've been drinking. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> I, after that <laughs> round, okay. um, my other friend got revealed as a monster hunter, and the monster hunter gets an a bonus each time they date the monster that they are hunting. But they don't reveal what monster they're hunting until the very end. Um, and so, and they show you, by the way, the text message conversations that you're sending to each person. Um, when it comes up, it'll be like, oh, so-and-so wants to date so-and-so, and it'll show your text message conversation. And so the monster hunter was like, like chatted up my, the body snatcher friend and was like, I'm sorry, our relationship was based on lies. And the body snatcher's <laughs> like, wow. He's like, do you want to try it again? She's like, no, you'll, you're toxic. You'll just kill me and like rejected him. And it turns out, like top 10 anime betrayals, it turns out that he was hunting the body snatcher the whole time. Oh. So... <laughs> 
it was Perfect. it was a lot of fun honestly like um that would be i think that might be a good one to play it with a big group of people or even in, it might be a little harder in a stream just because of the nature of it but it yeah. was so much fun the other one we played was um surviving the internet and that one's kind of interesting where um you they give you a, a prompt say like what would be a really weird um caption for this news article or like something like that and you have to write something and then somebody else takes your words out of context and makes them look as horrible as possible oh, you know just like the real internet just like the real <laughs> internet yeah um but that one gets pretty funny um and then the other two games on there are Faking It and Gaspionage, I think. And I, we didn't play those. After this, we switched to movies. We watched Beetlejuice and Rocky Horror. Um, and it was a good time. Those are, those are like my two main Halloween movies, are Beetlejuice and Rocky Horror. I just love to watch those around Halloween time. I know there are others, but those are my favorites. <laughs> um, don't at me for not watching Hocus Pocus. Sorry, I love that one, but it didn't happen <laughs> this season. Uh, I didn't watch it this year either yeah. because fucking generic, generic halloween store ruined it for me yeah so they yeah, had a whole I was just section. like by the end of working there yeah i was just like oh shit i probably shouldn't have said hey jake can you um <laughs> edit out the place of my previous employment and just put generic, generic halloween store <laughs> there okay just edit in the sound for spooky scary skeletons go for it yeah no, I'm gonna just, put. I'm just cut that clip where you just said generic <laughs> Halloween store, so it's gonna even perfect. sound worse. Thank you. Perfect. When I worked at generic, generic Halloween, Halloween store. store. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. The other thing I did was that I finally escaped from Palace of the Dead. Um, I got hey. to level fifty. And that's when I was like, okay, I am fucking sick of this, and we're done. <laughs> um, what my main goal there. Um, I was leveling up to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> I'm Basically. sorry, you said my main goal. And I... All right, so continue. I'm so I sorry. I was leveling up my bard because A, I was sick of playing Black Mage and I liked bard and I wanted to play something different. Um, and B, I like the level 50 bard gear a lot um, and I want to cosplay it. So I was trying to get the coral bard set, um, which is... It's quest items. You get them from, like, you get three three pieces from the level 45 quest, and then you get the shirt from the level 50 quest. Um, nice. So I, I've got my fancy bard set. I got my fancy hat. I got my fancy shirt. I got my fancy pants, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> it'll And it looks real nice, and I'm excited to start on that one. That was my Elmo Fire gif when I talked about how I finally got all my reference material that I need. Um, after that, I went and got the... Um, bow that I plan to make. We'll talk about that more in the salt section. Um, but it... I finally got that, so I've got everything I need, basically. Um, and I'm just... I'm glad to be out of Palace of the Dead. I was getting real tired of it. Mm. In my last run... Um, so right now, the, the Final Fantasy XIV servers are going through constant intermittent DDoS attacks. Um... Mm. And there was one night where I couldn't play at all because I started playing. And then all of a sudden, like, I was in Quarry Mill. And I, start, I talked to the to the NPC that lets you into Palace of the Dead. And it took ten full seconds for the box to pop up. And I was like, oh, no. So I closed out <laughs> of it, which took another ten full seconds. And I'm like, oh, no. 
And all there's there's a ton of people in Quarry Mill all the time because the Palace of the Dead NPC is there. So there were tons of players around. And um, the little like icon by their names, it's usually like a flag or a sprout or something. Um, all of them turn to like the red internet connect like connectivity issues symbol and i was like oh no here we go rest in pepperoni fucking rest in pieces um and then like in waves people just started to disappear from the world (laughs) and then all of a sudden a black screen pops up and it's like connection to the server is lost and i was not able to log back in i tried three times and i was like okay i'm just gonna do something else now all i can think of when you're like people started disappearing from the world i'm like ah yes uh (laughs) infinity war 2018 basically (laughs) mr stark i don't feel so good um (laughs) apparent like i went onto a my like a discord that i'm in for final fantasy cosplays and Someone was like, well, the entire Ether data center is just dead now. And um, one girl in there was like, yeah, it was like a, I was doing a raid and it was like a horror movie. Like, who's going to get picked off next? And um, <laughs> somebody apparently made the same joke as you, Jesse, where they're like, I typed in Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. And then I was immediately disconnected. So <laughs> I wish I had come up with that joke, but I was not quick on the fly. I was just like, Goodbye. Goodbye. That would have. I'm a hundred percent, Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. Tag yourself. I'm Mr. Stark. I didn't. I don't feel so good. But was immediately disconnected before I could finish. Um. But so after that, I just gave up because I was like, oh, I'm not logging back in tonight. And I don't know how long it took to fix. Maybe it was immediately fixed after that. But I didn't. I wasn't invested enough to keep trying all night. So yeah. I gave up and came back the next night. And then on my final run of palace of the dead i was like okay this is the run i need to get me to level 50 after this i can i can escape i can escape um during that run i disconnected twice dang um one of my disconnections was immediately after beating the final boss of the zone (laughs) i still got i still got credit like i logged back in and i was still in palace of the dead with my same party members I think you have to be disconnected for an extensive period of time before they're like, okay, they're not coming back. Um, so that's good at least. Um, yeah. Cause I had been working under the assumption that a disconnection would mean that I am booted out of the dungeon and have to start over, but apparently that's not how it works. So that's good. Um, but it was really irritating, but I survived and I got my bard set and life's good. So, and I just keep glamoring everything to look like that set because it's real cool. It's really like gaudy and um, like brightly colored. Like all the bard sets are pretty flamboyant, and this one is definitely pretty because flamboyant. Because you're a fucking, you're a fucking bard. bard. And, exactly. um, yeah, and what is the point of being a bard if you ain't? I know. I remember seeing well. someone on Reddit that was like, "Can bards look badass?" I'm like, "Why would you want to look badass as a bard? You yeah. gotta, you gotta look ridiculous. You can't, you can't fight crime if you ain't cute." Cute. So my it's next goal is the like, level 70 storyteller set, which is also really flamboyant and ridiculous looking, but I love it. It has a stupid hat, and it's going to be great. But I, Stupid hats are the best yeah. part. This hat yeah. I actually really like, because my, my character, because of her horns, doesn't usually look good in hats, but this one does look good on my character, I think. so. You know what hat I always think of when I think of bards is, um, have you ever seen the Santa Claus? Yes. And there's that elf Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Yes. Yeah. Bernard. 
Yeah, and he has that hat. That's the hat I think of when I think of bards. That, like, weird slouchy beret kind of thing. The uh, the storyteller like, bard has, like, a... It reminds me of, like, the um, Disney animated Alice in Wonderland's Mad Hatter hat a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of like that shape. Maybe not as tall. Um, it's real strange looking, but it'll be a fun one. Um and again, you just you just pick an outfit you like, and you glamour everything that's better to look like that outfit because you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. That's how it works. Um, that's exactly <laughs> how it works. But yeah. um, that's my that's my pre salt. Beautiful. I don't know how I'm gonna follow the the sangria. <laughs> um, so Castlevania season two dropped. Yeah. And it, watch it. That's my promo for <laughs> Castlevania season two. They yeah. fucking outdid themselves with the animation. Like the fight scenes had me shaking, yeah. shaking. <laughs> I was shook. There, there was. Um, um, I think one of the animators on Netflix was like, "Here's why animation is hard." And he posted a screen cap, and he's like, "This appeared on screen for one twelfth of a second. Yeah, and it was like amazing. Of course, it was yeah. not an in between still. It looked fantastic. Like." Sometimes some of those yeah. in-between stills for animation can get a little wonky, but... Yeah. You, because, yeah, you're trying to cut time. Also, like... They did not cut we've corners. Talk- <laughs> yeah, we've also talked about before that there are styles of animation, and so some of the things that seem more fluid, like some of the in-between things, like some th- where people are look like they're more made of liquid, you know what I'm saying? Some of the in-between shots of those are really yeah, wonky. They're called, like, squash and stretch or something like that, but... Yeah. yeah, and but then when you see it, it doesn't necessarily, like, as a whole, doesn't necessarily read that way. Um, and there's also, like, hyper-realistic kinds of animation, uh, where they try to throw body weight and make movement as organic as possible, rather than exaggerated. And I feel like Castlevania leans more that way um with a little bit of exaggeration but mostly it's very realistic body movements even though they're doing like crazy stuff um gorgeous animation i laughed a lot i cried i did actually physically cry there were actual tears that came out of my eyes um new cast of characters that i really enjoyed actually there were some parts where i was like i am so deep into the like pettiness of these vampires and i don't know how much of this i actually needed for this story to continue you know what i'm saying there's there was a couple times where i was like i feel like i'm watching the real housewives (laughs) right now but like with vampires but otherwise i i really enjoyed it um and i have some big beef with episode eight which i'll sort of touch on later but every other episode was golden episode seven was fucking wild and i cried like a baby um and the other thing the season introduced was carmilla oh my oh, god man. <laughs> oh man i'm gay she showed up on the screen she op the door opens and she walks in and i paused the computer and i was like who is she <laughs> like, um and then he's like carmilla i'm like my wife carmilla and like i just continued she manipulates everybody in that fucking show so easily except for one person who's not dumb but like everyone else is so dumb and uh i i just i love her i love seeing her i love hearing her i love her random like 
rants that she has about stuff. What was it um, that you said in the podcast chats? Like, kind of want to cosplay her, kind of want her to step on me. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. Um, is I, I do want to cosplay her, but what I would like more is if um, she steppied on me. <laughs> And there's, like, a part later where she, like, Sparta kicks someone. And I was like, God, I wish that was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, Carmilla. Oh, boy. The hot tamale. Oh, woo dog. Um, yeah, so Castlevania Season 2. Watch it. I'm super happy that they got renewed for a third season. Yeah. Basically, immediately. And, what, what did it take, like, a week? Yeah. 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 It's outstanding. I They really outdid themselves. Um, bless everybody involved. You did a great job. Yeah. Um, I loved that one of the people at the studio dressed up as a vampire and someone stuck note this character has vampire fangs on his costume <laughs> because on the Alucard um, character sheet that he submitted, I guess, it says like underneath note this character has vampire fangs. Yeah. <laughs> so they put, it, they put it on his costume, um, which I, I appreciate. But yeah, no, I I really like how they characterized Alucard as well. Oh, um, I was all crying at the end with Alucard. I was like, wow. I even Dracula. This- like I was like, yeah. Holy crap. Oh, the- Lisa, I'm killing yes! my boy. Anyway, oh, Jesus I'm killing Christ. the only beautiful thing we made together. <laughs> I know, ah, Lisa, I'm killing my boy. And then I I was bawling. I was yeah. straight up bawling no context for the rest of you but like whoa boy <laughs> holy shit yeah. um freaking yeah, one Ellis, fuck- you son of a bitch <laughs> also that like that um carmilla line that even like I, i'm pretty sure netflix retweeted it or the castlevania team the what the fuck just happened. Like, yes! <laughs> it's a big Yo, mood. <laughs> I was thinking it as she said it. You know? I was just like, that's yeah, beautiful. Like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? It like came flying out of her mouth. It was amazing. Um, also, Sypha's back must hurt from carrying that hard is all I have to say. Like, I, she carried that team hard. Oh, yeah. I also like when he goes into I don't want to spoil it. When they're in the underground place and there's that chest in the wall, like, (laughs) and everything else is solid, but there's just, like, one plank of wood in front of it. And I'm like, this is the most video game fucking way to find a thing ever. Um, But, yeah. I also said the chat that's still set um, where he's like, well, I've got a stick. (laughs) Hmm? Yeah. Right? And I'm like, it's me fighting my depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Whole, no, like, the acting was great. wall thing was funny too, because oh. I know they asked him, like, are you guys going to do the wall chicken? <laughs> like, from the video game? And they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to do something, but I'm like, I don't think we can pull off wall chicken. Like, that's going to be really hard to pull wall off. Chicken. So. Yeah, because you just eat a whole fucking <laughs> chicken. The wall, yeah. From the wall. That's, like, the best part of Castlevania. Um, yeah, no, it was great. I had a great yeah. time. But I will warn you that, like, you're going to have a great time, but you're also going to cry a lot. There was also some questionable decisions about who got what backstory, because I felt like there was some stereotype stuff going on a little bit. But I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just, like, 
and like I've talked about before, where sometimes you didn't think hard enough about something before you did it, because I've definitely done that too. Yeah. But like, yeah, there were some questionable decisions there. But like, I overall enjoyed it, and I think everybody, the writers, the animators, the like storyboarders, the designers, everybody worked really hard, and the voice actors to and brought us like this amazing experience. So. Watch Castlevania season two. That's my yeah. sales pitch for Carmilla. Um, that's the second half of my sales pitch. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to recover. Okay, uh, I got my Moira skin on the Yo. day before the day before Halloween. So the 28th, or did I get? It was like the 27th or the 28th, and I got the Banshee skin. And I'm like, but Halloween, the Halloween event is like over. And now I have this skin, and I guess I can use it next. I'm gonna probably use it through. Uh, through anyway at least till through winter um it, i mean like it's kind of it's all white so it'll look good with all the christmasy stuff even at though least until you get a christmas costume for her yeah i know yeah. i don't know if moira's gonna get a christmas outfit because she got a halloween outfit i hope she does because i'm picturing a couple of really funny costumes for her <laughs> i i want a really funny fucking christmas costume for um moira and i will work my ass off to get i also got her pumpkin emote but like on the last day and i'm like an avocado thanks <laughs> um but i i i got it and then i um the other day i played some the day before halloween i think um i streamed some moira in her banshee skin um so that like and, and I, so i just non-stop played moira which was fun, and I got um, my calm, my recommendations, like my calm, calm things, like bumped up a couple, um, because I was the only healer for every match that I played that day, uh, which was sad. But that's just how it be in this bitch of a planet. Um, and then I had to explain porn bots to my sculpture teacher <laughs> because I said porn bots to somebody because we were talking about Twitter spam and Tumblr spam. And um, when we check and we're like, oh, I got a new follower and it's a porn bot. bot. And then my teacher's like, what the fuck is a porn bot? I feel like, so that ex- like that's a self-explanatory phrase. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Well, I mean, like, well, I had to explain, like, how they work. Because, okay. like, he doesn't, he's like, I don't understand. Do people make them? Or are they robots? Or, like, what are you talking about? Both, and I'm like, kind of. they're basically... <laughs> Yeah, they're basically generated, and all they do is, like, follow people to get followbacks so that they can generate these links and so on and so forth. And, like, um, and I'm like, so they're not real people, but there was a person involved originally. You know what I'm saying? And they get purged all the time. And he's just like, this is a strange world we're living in. I'm sure like, You're is. fucking telling me. Because I, whatever I thought the future was going to be, it wasn't fucking porn bots. I tell you that. I also lost two followers, and I don't know if it's the Venom porn. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I'm not sorry. Uh, Your posting is also, both the wizard Howl and the wizard Pendragon. Or the wizard uh, Jenkins and the wizard <laughs> Pendragon. Oh, yeah. yeah, like... I'm I'm done. I'm showing up to the castle as both the wizard Pendragon and Jenkins because I I mean I'll keep the real filthy stuff over on my other my not safe for work box like the real real filthy stuff. But like 
Just the, like, generally, like, not safe for work stuff where there's still some item of clothing and the the genitals are covered, that will stay on my main blog. And you can either deal with it or you can leave, but the the y'all who have stayed anyway, you're the real fucking MVPs, let me fucking tell you. Um, listen, there's nothing wrong with the love between a man and his symbiote. Um, and, uh... <laughs> And I also uh, went to see it on Friday, which I'll talk about in a second after I talk about this other thing. Um, but uh, basically, I get to pay off my ticket in Venom, drawing Venom smut. And I'm like, excuse me, human being who bought the ticket for me, you're helping me live my dreams. And I really live in the dream. That. Live in the dream. But you um, also did like, like adorable Venom when like you drew Eddie dancing and he's like, what are we doing? And it's like dancing. Oh, We're not yeah. that, that was adorable. <laughs> oh thank you i mean like i i just love i love little blob venom it's like one of my favorite things in the comics when it's just like his head or something and he's just yeah. this little blob with like a trail um it was rendered quite fucking awfully in the movie if i will say <laughs> so myself but like in the comics it can be super duper cute yeah so i you know i leaned into that because i like i like the someone was asking me about why um I like Venom so much, and I'm like, I like that he's supposed to be an edgelord, but he's really bad at it. <laughs> like, he, like he's supposed to be terrifying and awful, but he's kind of adorable and dumb. <laughs> like, he's not yeah. dumb, but, like, kind of a loser. Like, I don't know, he's cute. I love things that are supposed to be terrifying, but then accidentally are adorable. It's my, it's my jam. Um, I will, before I talk about Venom, I will talk about this mecha jacket I can't afford, uh, did y'all see <laughs> yes, the yeah. mecha jacket? A yep. hundred and twenty American it's dollars, sick. and yeah. like, it's fucking dope as hell. And I'm like, that's a big amount of money. That's large money, right? Yeah. Like, that's like money I have to like think about spending. Like, that's the money like I spend at like to work at cons and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. that's big people money. I can't be throwing it at fucking like mecha jackets. But dear God. And then I was like, can I make this? But then like upon seeing it in closer inspection, it's like definitely one of those things you could sort of emulate with patches, but not really because like the design is like in the like sewing of the jacket too, like some of the panels. And I could do that if I was good at sewing, but I'm not. So I'm just like, I guess I'll die yeah. and admire it from afar. And like, I'm not mad about it being $120, but I sort of am. But I also <laughs> understand that like a lot of the nerds who are playing this game can afford to buy a $120 jacket, but I'm not one of those nerds. I'm not a Silicon Valley nerd who just happens <laughs> to also be into video games. I am a poor artist nerd who also happens to be into video games. And I like ask my family for Christmas, like my whole family. I'm like, if you want to get something, pitch in for my PSN for the like for the year you know <laughs> like for paying for my subscription for the year and it's not like it's like 50 dollars, right if you buy it for the year i think so something and, like that yeah that's 50 more dollars than i feel comfortable spending necessarily but i i definitely like I, I mean i would spend it myself but like if i can ask for that for christmas and underwear then that's you know good where does all <laughs> my underwear go that is the question um so yeah sad times in Ridgemont High I um I can't afford this mecha jacket but y'all should look at it though because it's dope as hell so if you haven't seen it check it out and if one of you happens to be one of those nerds with money like you should go and grab yourself a fucking mecha jacket and know that you're doing it and I'm living through your 
experience vicariously. You know what I'm saying? You know, like how I don't really eat sugar, but if I'm watching someone eat cake, I'll like watch them and they get really uncomfortable and they're like, are you sure you don't want some? I'm like, no, I'm just experiencing the cake through your enjoyment of the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how I feel right now. Um, So I'm going to talk about Venom and there's going to be spoilers. So. If you don't want to hear spoilers about this movie, um, that is my new ugly love child. I love it so much, but it's terrible. Um, please, uh, you know, skip to... One hour and 28 seconds. Uh, Kay has better taste than me, and she did not enjoy it. So, if you're expecting... I feel like if I'd seen it in a similar circumstance to you, it might have been different, because I saw it with my coworkers, and it was like, "Eh." but you saw it with your friends, and your friends were hooting and hollering with you, and it would have probably been different if my... Even if it was just like my coworkers were more into it, like... Yeah, I feel like it's not a good movie, and I will never argue that it's a good movie because it's fucking awful. And I'm about to point out some of the awful parts of it as some of my favorite parts of this movie. Because, like, you know, when you see a movie and it's bad, and like sometimes it's so. I actually have a doc open that I sent to Kay. Um, I showed or I showed Kay this stuff, but uh, um, I will go over some points really quick about why this movie is actually a fucking glorious hot trash pile that i love and it's my child i will warn you that it was really it was i saw it on halloween with my friends um it was late one of my friends was kind of tipsy uh we were all in costumes like it was a big silly time there weren't that many people in the theater all of us are notoriously known for watching bad action movies and laughing at them um that's like a thing we enjoyed doing that's a hobby for us so there are some prefaces here so if you're not into that kind of thing this movie will give you nothing, you know? And I wouldn't recommend seeing it alone. I would recommend seeing it with some, like Kay was talking about with her coworkers, maybe isn't the best, but like, unless your coworkers are your friends and also- If your coworkers are really um, into it, then it'd probably be different, but. Yeah. So, um, let me, let me jump right into it. Tom Hardy's accent was a fucking wild ride. (laughs) It's everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. (laughs) It was like Cali surfer dude, Brooklyn accent, generic american and then british and everything in between um and then back to brooklyn <laughs> back to brooklyn it was wild i was like what the fuck is happening um <laughs> and my other my other sub point is that eddie is a sub because not only does he let Anne lead him around with a tie and boss him around he also and basically take care of him he also lets venom do the same thing and he just go he just goes around he just fucking does it he's like sure this is what we're doing now um eddie brock failed as a boyfriend and then proceeded to be like a sad drunk boy who wandered around but still gave money he didn't have to less fortunate people which i actually kind of appreciate about his character but where the fuck did the yeah, money it was come a cute from? moment but like where does the job. money come from it all it would all it would take yeah. for would be for him to be like i don't know maybe he got a shitty job as like an editor for some shitty local publication and that was all he could get but then he has income and it explains a lot of issues with that whole scene and and there's a whole scene too where like he's looking for a job but no one will hire him because he's Eddie Brock and he embarrassed himself on national television so no one will hire him and like Elon, evil Elon Musk basically made it impossible for him to get a job and so he lives in a shitty apartment in San Francisco but I'm like shitty apartment in San Francisco is still like $900 of rent money a month probably more than so, that so like it's probably the, more than that because it was a shitty point. apartment but it was a pretty big shitty apartment 
So yeah, I'm, that was another thing. That's probably like a fifteen hundred dollar a month apartment. This is a big like unless there's like a huge health violation going <laughs> on, in which case you might be able to get a good deal. And that place did look rancid. Um, but like, there's just no fucking way. Uh, and then all the SF scenes were amazing for me because if you didn't know, I went to high school in SF. Um, there's there's like never any traffic for some reason in this movie. Yeah. And, and like, people don't understand that San Francisco traffic has always been bad, but it's gotten even worse. And it's, a lot of it's really bad because we have, like, a lot of these um, streets were built when, like, horse and carriages were still a thing. So they're not made for cars. And that's why we have a ton of one-way streets in the city and, like, a bunch of, like, weird no-U-turns. There's crazy parking things. There's just, like, no way that anybody was going that fast in the city. Like, it just wasn't happening, and we were having a great time. Also, he goes, like, the opposite direction he's supposed to get to a certain place and somehow ends up there. That kind of stuff. Really funny for us. Um, the scene where the... Kay, okay, you brought this up, where the girl raises her hand and asks evil... Or to ask evil Elon Musk a question, and everybody laughs or, like, says, don't do that. And then he gives a and speech. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then he... Ne- but he never lets her ask no, her question. she never asks it- the question. We never know what it is. He just gets called away. at like, oh my god, it's such a weird scene. And then he gives her a pin and he's like, you're in charge now. Also, his plan is to colonize space and save humans. But all he ever does in that movie is prove that he doesn't give a shit about humans. Um, (laughs) He's just like Elon Musk. Uh, Mrs. Chen, I actually really enjoyed. And I laughed really hard when she's like, life is painful, Eddie. It just is. (laughs) And I'm like, big mood. God, you right. Big mood. Um, but also that she gave him that meditation DVD in Mandarin, and and he's like, I can't understand it. And then she starts yelling at him in Mandarin, and I was like, that was that was funny. Um, this is my other weird thing. Eddie, so Drake has cameras everywhere. That's evil Elon Musk, by the way. His real name is Drake. Um, but somehow he didn't see the doctor that snuck Eddie into the facility. Yeah come in they even like and then in the movie they show like cctv footage of them going through a door but it doesn't occur to anybody to check the surveillance footage (laughs) yeah and then and then it's like why did the security guard not immediately rat her out the one that saw her the night before when drake said you're fired he waited until later and went up to the other guy and told him that she had come in and i was just like Wow, this is a wild time that we live in. The dune buggies that appeared to chase Eddie down made me laugh so fucking hard. Like, they're in the woods and all the people, the SWAT people are chasing him. And fucking these dune buggies just come over the hill and I'm losing it. I'm just, I'm like, what? What? Why does he have these on his property? Also, the woods they're running through, just so you guys know, because they're supposed to be on the Marin side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Um... The, the, like, woods they're running through are the, my friend pointed out to me, um, that those are the wrong type of woods. Like, they're not even close to being the right kind of woods. Um, that scene, Eddie, hold on, I have to do his voice, Eddie, (laughs) and then he falls back and knocks himself out in his, uh, fucking, like, bathroom, um, also, I just really love how Eddie just fucking lets the shit happen to him, and he's just like, Eh. And then, like, when he thinks that Venom is killing him later in the movie, he, like, yells at him, is like, we're over. But then when Venom comes back, he's like, guess I'll die. And then just, like, reconnects with Venom. It's so fucking wild. Um, 
this is dead is a gr- the, the fuck he so he drunkly wanders in he's not really drunk he's just like venom drunk he's just acting weird venom is still a- venom's yeah him crazy yeah he's like fucking with all of his brain chemicals and he's like like walking in but he's like I would say Tom Hardy pulled on his drunken nights to play this part of the role. <laughs> and he, he's looking for Anne to show her the pictures he took in the, um, the like, facility that he snuck into with that lady. And, uh, he, but, and she's at, she's on a date with her boyfriend, Dan, who is an angel. And, um, he, for some reason, Eddie, because he's, like, freaking out, he's super hungry. And he, like, picks up this, like thing and bites into it off of someone else's tray and then spits it out he's like this is dead and like in the calmest voice not like yelling not anything he's just like this is dead and and everybody's freaking out right he's going to other people's table and eat their food and Anne is freaking out quite reasonably because this guy is losing it and he's like is it hot in here it's so hot in here i am so hot and then he takes off his jacket and i'm so glad this was tom hardy who decided to do this and gets into the fucking the lobster tank with the lobster he's like oh yeah ha right like he just wa- sat down and in a nice cold bath and like the, this guy is like i'm gonna call the police and dan dan whose date was just interrupted by Anne's crazy ex instead of being like jealous or upset that his date was interrupted goes up and he's like no this man is sick he needs a doctor and i'm a doctor so i'm gonna take care of him and i'm like dan is too good for this world yeah he like he's a good man <laughs> he's just like a good guy and i'm like i like dan like and eddie fucked up so bad that i don't want eddie and and to get back together because yeah, i'm like if she... they do I'm in, in a sequel or something i'm gonna be really pissed because like he yeah. does not deserve her and <laughs> yeah no he betrayed her trust it was and got her he fired used her. Like, that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and so i'm just like no she deserves dan dan the angel dan the man yeah, when I, a while back, like on the last episode of the podcast, when um, I think it was Jake was like, oh, yeah, like, um, Eddie gets dumped or whatever. And I was like, uh, she dumps him because he was a colossal fuck up. That's what I was referring to is <laughs> yeah. that he uh, sees a confidential email on her work computer, gets into her email, reads it and uses it to further his agenda uh, against Jeez. evil Elon Musk. And which is it was also bad journalism because he like he saw one court document and was immediately going in guns blazing and it's like you don't want to like see if you can find some more information or like I also like how the confidential thing was labeled confidential and then on the confidential files it also said confidential That's real, in a large red letter. It's so wild. I can't believe the, some some confidential um, documents actually do look like that. <laughs> so like the world's funniest fucking car chase scene is in this movie and my friends and i laughed so hard we were crying because it's so bad so um eddie you know there's that whole scene where he's like in his house and he's like raising like the swat team comes in and he puts his hands up and venom's like don't do that and he puts him down and he's like he raises his hands again he's like why why not we have to do this and venom's just like um he's like why are we doing this put your hands down he's like because it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do <laughs> you're embarrassing us back up <laughs> you're embarrassing us puts his hands back down they fight he runs out of his apartment and so he goes and like him and venom have this argument in the alleyway because he calls venom a parasite and venom gets very upset about it um and then they get on the motorcycle and they 
they just drive away, right? So then fucking evil Elon Musk has a control center like fucking NASA, and he's got video of all over the city. I guess he's just fucking tapped into every fucking video camera in San Francisco. Dude's fucking evil and, like, Bruce Wayne is who he is. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking wild. And so, and so, and then these drones, these drones show up that are hilarious because they look like children's drones, right? Like, you know, the ones that kids buy for, get for Christmas when drones first yeah. came out. Except they have like, they have the like little propeller things that are what brings the drone up, but they also have rockets on the bottom. So then I'm like, well, what's the point of the propeller things if there's rockets on the bottom, right? So then Eddie's getting chased by these fucking drones and they just explode that's what they do because at first i thought maybe the camera feed was coming from the drones but then the drones explode and they still have camera feed in their car well, there's hardly They're any like bad guys on the roads during this time by the way even though it's like 7 p.m <laughs> yeah and there and if there there's like two cars that are slightly too close together and venom just reaches out and goes boop and like slightly moves them out of the way so the motorcycle can pass through, right? And I'm just like, this is this is a whole fucking time. And just like the entirety of like them going down Lombard Street and like just zooming over and then fucking Eddie gets off his, his airborne off of his motorcycle and Venom's like, I got this and lands them back onto the motorcycle and like is holding on and then there's a part where they have to drift around a corner because they're gonna get hit by a car and Eddie just goes do something and Venom's solution to it is to pull underneath the bike and do his little like like cilia you know like the cilia in your body that moves Mm -hmm. stuff by just like venom kind of moves like that and he just like glides them around this corner basically holding up the motorcycle and then flips them back right side up and then keeps driving (laughs) right and there's a point where ed hardy i mean eddie Eddie and and, uh, tom hardy moves together there's a part where um Eddie is just like, we're gonna die! And Venom's like, we're not gonna die. And, like, crashes these two fucking cars. And as soon as Eddie goes, he stops to be like, oh, that was pretty cool. Venom gets distracted by hearing the word cool and immediately gets hit by a fucking car. And, his and like, Eddie's entire body just, like, yeah, this, crumbles. This is one of the scenes I was talking about when I said it seemed like it was supposed to be rated R and then they walked it back because, like, he is destroyed in this crash. Yeah. And it should be a lot worse than it is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like... They reassemble, Venom reassembles his body, you know, but also I really appreciate that the guy leans down to talk to Eddie and, like, talk shit about him, and Eddie is, the millennial that he is, is just like, I I live to please, as his back is broken and both of his legs are broken, and I'm like, most of his fingers and probably both of his arms. So then Venom does his whole fight scene thing, jumps off of a, like, like, through a railing. I don't want to say off of a railing, through a railing, into the bay. And then they go up into this buoy. Um, and, like, I, I also want to, this is where, um, the, I'm almost certain this is where the, like, you're a loser happens. Um, and I'm like, so, so much is happening right now. This is also where Venom boops um eddie on the face and i'm like this is so cute um the the my other big problem that i have with this is how did riot know that he had to go to sf so the at the beginning the like 
um, evil Elon Musk ship that was coming back with samples from the meteor, which were the symbiotes, crashes, and they don't, like, um, nobody knows why, but it was because Riot got out of his containment, possessed a dude, crashed the ship, got out of that dude, got into somebody else, and he just keeps, like, like, going through other people until he gets to San Francisco, and, like, I guess you could say, like, hive mind thing, but then, like, it doesn't seem like the other symbiotes are aware that Riot where Riot is until Riot shows up in SF. So, like, why did Riot go to San Francisco? Like, I'm just confused. There was no explanation for it. Also, at one point, he's in the body of a child, and the child just walks out of the airport and keeps walking, presumably, yeah, through no all of San Francisco. Yeah, no one seems to be paying attention to like, And it's a young yeah. child. She's, like, six or seven. Like, people would be yeah, interested it's like a to know little why girl. a little girl was walking alone at night. Like... Nobody gave a single shit um, I also appreciate when they're walking by that building to drop off the camera and fucking um, Venom just goes, you want up? And then covers him and they go up the side of a fucking building. Um, I also appreciated when Venom tells him to jump back out the window and Eddie decides to go take the elevator <laughs> instead. That was a genuinely <laughs> pretty bottom- funny scene. Yeah. And um, Venom's just like, pussy. <laughs> like... <laughs> And there's like um, you see him he's like just jump and like there's a moment where eddie looks like he's con- he's considering it and then a smash cut to the elevator doors opening like bing <laughs> and it's like <laughs> i'm like that's fucking me right there um the the fucking the 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 other part that was cute is when all the people come in and and like um eddie is like you don't want to do this and all of them go mask and then the guys go copy and they all put their masks up so eddie goes mask and venom goes copy and i'm like y'all are losers and you're so cute um i also like the entire hospital scene where um eddie and venom have a domestic and Dan gets left in the room with the alien because dan doesn't know what the fuck is going on this may as well happen yeah dan it's just like sure fine whatever i love dan so much he's like seriously concerned that eddie's yeah dying he's like too, super which supportive is... and nice and like it's like yeah we gotta help him like, he's sick and Anne's like i don't okay fine <laughs> fine <laughs> like he took his hippocratic oath very seriously apparently it would be um, so easy for a movie like this to make him out to be the bad guy, but it doesn't, and I do appreciate that about yeah. Venom. Yeah, I appreciated that, too, that Dan was like, you you don't even really, like, you you can't hate Dan, because he's just, like, a great guy. Um, <laughs> the, the hospital scene, like, they break up, and then um, Eddie gets taken, and then, like, Venom has to sneak into a dog, a very small dog, and... It, it's wonderful, and then somehow gets an Anne because Anne realizes that he's in the dog. I don't know. She looks so put out by him being in the dog too. She's just like, "Oh, fucking great, <laughs> fucking great." I also like when they're in the car and Venom and Anne, um, or like Anne and Eddie are talking to each other, and Venom's like, "You need to apologize to Anne." And um, he, and Eddie's just like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Apologize to her." So then he apologizes. And I also appreciate that Venom's like, you're sad, Eddie. And I'm just like, bitch, nude. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, also, we talked about this a little bit, but like, when, like, Venom, like, possesses Anne for a little while, and, like, the Venom in Anne's body has titties for some reason. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's awful. It wasn't necessary. Like, if, if he just looked like Venom does, um, and then, like, 
you know, she like walks up to Eddie and she's like, hey, Eddie. And she says it in Anne's voice. And that would have been enough for us to clue us in. Like, she didn't have to have titties. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? No, they just like bimbo fired her. Like, they also gave her a tiny waist yeah. and like big titties. It was a but weird. But with Venom's head, it's, it's odd. I was, I was having a time. That was when they kissed in the yeah. woods. They had to do that because Venom and Eddie can't kiss or it would be gay. Oh, and then um, she's like, oh, I bit that guy's head off. Like, it's just like, oh, man, I stubbed my toe. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, but it was great because then Eddie's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And <laughs> like, y'all are not okay. None of you are okay. Um I also like that when Eddie doesn't have Venom for a second and he's been taken by even Elon, evil Elon Musk who's bonded with uh, Riot and um, like basically headbutts evil Elon Musk and Riot comes out and Eddie, instead of being like terrified of Ed- of evil Elon Musk, he had Eddie had said, I've had one of those things up my ass. And then he's like, oh, you have one up your ass too. <laughs> and then he says, you're ugly. Like, God, this thing is ugly to Riot, which is weird because, like, he doesn't look that much different than Venom. He looks enough different he's from like Venom different that you color. can tell the difference. Yeah, he's he's also sharper yeah. where Venom is rounder. Um, and just fucking, he does not give a shit. He's just like, you're ugly. Guess I'll die. Um... <laughs> That that was amazing. I also love when Venom is fighting uh, Riot, and he's like, he's like, do you, so you can beat him, right? Like Eddie's talking to Venom, and Venom's like, he's got shit you've never seen, which was the funniest line to me, and I don't know why. Like we were all <laughs> laughing so hard. That fight scene was incomprehensible too, because everything was just a gooey mess. Yeah, the effects um, in this movie are not good. They're not very good. Now here comes. Here comes my fucking long ass fucking. How did Anne know that the sound thing was in the lab if she had never been to the lab before? And like, even if she had seen the sound thing in the pictures of the lab, she wouldn't have known what it was because it just doesn't look like anything. It just looks like gear. And then, like, the other thing is, like, she knows about the sound because Venom very conveniently tells her his weaknesses when he- she's in the car with Eddie. So, like, we know it's a sound thing, but like, how did she know to get the sound thing? Or was the sound thing already hooked up up there on? the evil launch pad for evil elon musk for his evil fucking rocket launch was pad, it like which a I'm speaker absolutely certain like that you talk it into was, for the- there was a pa but then she like connected the thing to the pa and then like turned it up for the did she bring it with her the, like i don't fucking know it came from like the i have no idea where it came from it was just there it, it just cut to it just cut to her being there and her turning on the i was like where did this come this from this movie's a hot mess um, and all of this like venom's motivation is not perfectly explained like there's a scene where they're running they're, they're literally running to the next plot point and venom's like yeah i want to stay here cuz i was a loser on my home planet and it's like go on and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> and, well then but then later no. he's i mean to be fair i wouldn't go on either i'm trying to look like a badass in front of eddie like come on um i also appreciate uh why did you decide to stay here and save the earth like what made you change your mind and then eddie i mean venom with no explanation and like there's it's hard, I guess, because they did have character development, but it's hard when one character is inside of another character <laughs> to, like, see it happening visually. He's like, it was you, Eddie. You changed my mind. And then he goes full Venom and then explodes in a rocket and saves Eddie. Um, and then somehow is still alive, even though the fire killed Riot in the other, like, 
in evil Elon Musk and somehow Venom survived even though he was on fire. I don't really know how that works. Um, the tater tots and chocolate later was cute. Like, what do you want to eat? What tickles your pickle? Um, and he's like, tater tots and chocolate. And then finally, the line, like a turd in the wind. Horrible. Was so bad. It was awful. It's and I the, looked it's the last line of the movie. <laughs> no, well, I guess it is because then the next the, thing is the yeah, cutscene. Before the post credits. There's going to be carnage. Um, which was just, that wig was awful, first he of all. He looked like Sideshow Bob from the, from the Simpsons. <laughs> yes, it was so weird! Um, but that was the scene where I, for for one moment, understood why everybody's thirsty for Tom Hardy. Like, the, he just looked really handsome in that scene with, like, his, his black Now that he was um, done being a hot shirt. mess. Yeah. yeah, like with his like black shirt that roll up his sleeves and his little notepad and his tattoos. And I was like, oh, he looks so handsome <laughs> now that he's speaking like a human being and not like a drunk fucking pilgrim. Um, I hope that I can make up for this long ramble by the fact that I really don't have very much salt. But that was my pre-salt. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I'm on to salt. because it's just like minor like annoyances but like um jumping back to like red dead redemption 2 um they're trying to do a lot of cool stuff it just feels like super clunky on the controllers um like i guess like your what is it like your left trigger usually aims your gun but you have to hit the like left bumper to draw your gun um, before you can aim it, instead of just pressing the aim button and pulling, you know, it pulls out your gun. I think most games are like that, where, you know, your gun yeah. comes out when you aim it, not like you have to mm. pull out your gun. Then with that too, um, I'm so used to like I've been like playing um, GTA leading up to it. You can usually mm-hmm. like just hit like L1, like if you hold it, and it'll show you like the little like, weapon wheel, and you can pick what weapon you want. Um, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous cause you can have like 12 different shotguns and a rocket launcher and a grenade launcher and all kinds of ridiculous stuff in GTA and magically produce it out of thin air. Um, but like, uh, Red Dead wants to keep it. Excuse you. You were carrying that rocket launcher in your ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like Venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, yeah. Your symbiote <laughs> rocket launcher. Um, but like in Red Dead and trying to keep it more realistic, um, they make it like your, all your weapons are on your horse's saddlebag. So you need to like pick what weapons you want before you leave your horse. Otherwise you're only going with like a revolver or, um, later on, I guess you get like kind of like another little holster. So you can either put like a sawed off shotgun or another pistol, but like, you have to pick which rifles and stuff you want to go with. Otherwise you're stuck just with whatever you have. And then to even make it more like, you know, interactive, they have it where, um, if you're just wandering, you know, um, from village to village or town to town or whatever, you can sometimes interact with people and it's the same button to aim. And so you hit left trigger and it'll say, (laughs) And this is where it's interesting. It'll give you a little option on the le- on the bottom right, and it'll say, 
press R2 to aim your weapon now. So now you have to hold L, like, you know. Oh my god, it's yeah, you have to hold, off. Yeah, you have to hold the L. <laughs> and this is like your three options. Like, if you want to point your weapon at the person, um, depending on what situation you're in, it'll be like, you know, press, as you're holding down L2, press right, yeah, hold down left trigger, um, press right trigger if you want to point your weapon at them, press triangle if you want to rob them, press, um, uh, what is it? Square if you want to defuse the situation or, um, greet. And then I think it's like X if you want to agitate or whatever. And so depending on what kind of a situation you're in, which I think the idea is like, cause you can, you can either like aggravate something and intimidate people into like, you know, like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, shoot you if you don't, they're like, okay, here's money. And they run away or you can defuse something and where they might shoot you. And then all of a sudden they become, you know, whatever it's that part of it is really smart and cool for this game. But then I do stuff where I forget what buttons I'm supposed to push because there's so many buttons to push now that like next thing yeah. I know I pull out my gun and, they, and like the whole like sheriff department is on me or like everybody in the whole situation starts throwing their guns at me. Um, they're, I, I can't remember how the dead eye system, like the kind of like bullet time worked in um, the first Red Dead. But in this one, it's like you kind of replenish it by like having like chewing tobacco or a little what's it, um, like, you know, little uh, tonics or something like that to like restore it. Or you can like just randomly just shoot people until you build it up. But even that gets confusing because like he holsters his weapons in order to pull out the item to eat. And then you have to like re-pull out your <laughs> weapons again and then go into bullet time. I'm like, this is like so kind of clunky. Like, um, it's yeah, I, like I'm I'm getting used to it now that I'm like a uh, few, like not even a few hours. I'm probably like 15 hours in now or almost 20 hours in now. So it's finally starting to like click. But like before, like I just be wandering in the wild west and accidentally pull my gun on like a sheriff or something like that and it's like oh great now i've got a bounty on my head and they killed my horse and they can kill your horse um which is the next thing is the horses oh my gosh in every other game i'm telling you any other game you come too far to the edge the horse just stops or if no that's not true you can kill your horse in breath of the wild i don't know because uh, Nikki accidentally killed Epina, and ha- we had the, the have this entire journey where we went to the horse god, and you can like pay like a certain amount to the horse god, and the horse god will revive your horse, but they don't, and Epina doesn't respawn, so you can absolutely kill your horse and breath oh, of the wild. I'm not used to. I'm used to, used to like the old ones where it's like, oh, if you wander too close to something, the horse just stops, or you know what I mean. You can't like walk through it. No, and this one, like, if you accidentally get too close to, like, a tree or another horse or anything, you smash your horse up violently. Like, it it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first time it happened, I, like, was, like, oh, I was, like, traumatized by, like, oh, my God, I killed the horse. But then it was fine. Like, but then, like, I, like, I gave it, like, so many, like rice cakes and i was petting it and grooming it so long because i'm like i'm sorry horsey and i named my horse belladonna i just thought that was kind of pretty um so i'm, like, I'm sorry belladonna <laughs> like giving it like apples and all kinds of other stuff 
Um, you've you've done it now. But no, and then I did the worst part. I felt so awful because the same thing. Like when you're in a situation, all of a sudden, all the buttons are different. So I'm in this mission where you're trying to track down your friend, and he's caught up by bounty hunters. So you find these other bounty hunters where your friend is supposed to be and you kind of like rough them up or whatever. And, um, so now you're kind of like in, I guess, fight mode. So now all your buttons are different. And one of the things you can do is, um, and I was reading this one thing was like, make sure you loot all the people because if you kill them or knock them out, like it's, you can get money, you can get like health items and stuff like that. But you can also like rob their, um, horse pouches and, and saddlebags and stuff. So I head over to the saddlebag and I'm like trying to like, why? And like, I'm thinking like looking at the controller, not looking at the screen. Like, why isn't it like doing the, you know, rob the horse? And I push a button that punches the horse in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh I'm about God. to cry because I just punched a freaking horse in the face. And I'm like, why, God, why? Why? Why is this game so complicated? I don't know. I think it was like insulted. I know people are enjoying it, but like, I I I could not play this. Like, it's unplayable for me already. Like, like some I would forget my controls at Witcher when I put it down. Like, I if I put this game down for five seconds, I would forget everything and open it up and be like, I have no memory of this place. (laughs) I think they're just trying to do a lot of cool stuff, and it's just it's too much. Um, I, yeah, there's a such there's such thing as like, like you know, n- like bigger isn't always better. Yeah, and and I think with like all the other so like the, the graphics and the storytelling and the voice acting and all these cool little perks and then, um, you know what I mean? Like if you like f- fall in the mud or something like that, you stay muddy until you clean your clothes and you can't go into the general store because you're covered in mud and the the guy will be like, get out of my store. You know, like all these cool dynamic, like in-game stuff that's like kind of cool. Or like, yeah, you're just wandering. Like, I think just a little bit ago, Chris posted a thing where he like wandered into like a KKK meeting and it was just like, what the hell? And then you get to kill all the KKK members. Like, I'm like, what the heck is happening in this game? Like all these weird I understand realism in video games. I just don't care for it. Partially because I have to. Live yeah, you have your own life to worry. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking depressed in real life. Like, I don't also want to be depressed in a video game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're like, oh, I don't have enough money to get a haircut for my hair, my character. So he's just going to be all shaggy for the rest of the thing until I get enough money to. And then. Yeah. In real life, I like my hair needs to be toned, but I can't afford it right now. So my hair is just turning yellow slowly, and I'm like, nothing I can do about that right now, bud. And I just don't need that in my video game. I want my character's <laughs> hair to look impeccable all times from every angle. Yeah, that's kind of like my thing with the game too. Is like, yeah, every so many days, like your beard grows, and I'm like, I have to shave. Like, I don't like shaving in real life, and you have me shaving in this freaking game? Like, it's not cool. I feel like they leaned a little too hard onto the realism angle. Like, it's a video yeah. game, so yeah. that's supposed to be 100% realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, when people mention that people never go to the bathroom in movies or in books, it's because no one wants to sit there and read and or watch someone shit for 45 minutes, okay? Like, <laughs> it's just... It's not realistically enjoyable. Yeah. Like, you can't sell that to people. You can't sell it to me. If I had to go to see a movie and, like, every, you know, 
like, 10 to 15 minutes, like, in the time of the movie, because you know how movie time is faster than real time. If every 10 to 15 minutes in movie time someone had to <laughs> shit, like, if we had reasonable time, like, it would be a terrible experience. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want realism. Yeah, like, you, that's, I feel like that's what it is. Like, it's, it's the enjoying being in the old west not necessarily that like yeah i need to take a bath otherwise everybody says i smell like i'm like i don't i don't i don't need to and then like and then you like literally have to take a bath like it's not like just i go to the the saloon press triangle and then like they walk in the room and then five seconds later you walk out clean no like it's literally like press trying and you're in the bathtub Press triangle to scrub your head. Bruh, what kind of... No, this is stupid. I... Oh, I want... This is... I no and they this is what they this is what they overworked their employees for this is what yeah, they made days. their employees work a hundred hour fucking weeks yeah. for fucking for fucking scrubbing your hair in a bathtub I'm so goddamn angry like yeah. oh boy no. I know people are gonna be real mad at me for this but like this is every like I live a real life and then people are like but you don't live a cowboy life and i'm like no but i have to bathe in real life too my guys like you have to bathe in the modern yeah. world it's it, to me it's just like the first time you do it you're like oh this is kind of cool like you walk in and it's like and then like you have the of course the like knock knock do you need any help in there and then like yeah a lady comes in to help you like like wash up or whatever and the the only thing that works out is the cowboy you're playing as is a actually a decent human being that just like you make small talk like how are you doing and blah 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 and like like one of the random small talk was like i used to take a bath with my dog back when, when he was alive and you're like okay hey, this is weird um yeah that is weird and then like, i don't want to be naked in a tub with my dog yeah <laughs> it's just weird but then like yeah it, it literally is like press triangle this like i already know the buttons because i've I had to do it because all of a sudden I'm like, ew, is that you that stinks? So it's like triangle to scrub your head, like square twice, like square to scrub one arm and then square again to the other arm. Then X to scrub one leg. Yeah, it's just bad. When I was a kid, like there were these Barbie games online (laughs) where you could do like Barbie makeovers or like (laughs) dye their hair and stuff or be a hairdresser that's what this reminds me of and you would just be like sitting there sudsing up someone's hair and then you had to use the water and then wash their hair yeah it's just to me i'm just like or at least have a button that you can push to be like it's you you got it done with or whatever um i only want this if while this is happening um, a Western, ye old Western version of Rubber Ducky, you're the one from Sesame Street, plays in the background while you're Ye bathing. old Rubber Ducky. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know what is crazy, though? D'Angelo did a song f- for it. I heard that. I saw My the, mind like, was, I was like, fucking excuse? blown. I, like, because I heard it before, and I honestly just thought, like, it was this old cowboy crooner. Like honestly, he does such a good, vo- like a good, like old cowboy voice that I didn't even think it was him. And then all of a sudden, like you start knowing that it's D'Angelo, listening to it again, you can kind of hear that like soul coming out in certain parts. So it's definitely him yeah. trying to sound like a cowboy crooner and nailing it. But then all of a sudden, some of that soul starts coming out. And you're like, okay, no, yeah, I can see how this is D'Angelo. But man, I was fooled. I mean, like. <laughs> 
Country and blues, like, isn't exclusively a white thing. In fact, it probably wasn't no, yeah, ever. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, I mean, it makes sense. But, like, it is it is weird because I haven't heard about anything from No, like, yeah. Time, and but just, like, it's just, like, it's just such a good cowboy song. And, like... Yeah, and then, like, D'Angelo is such a dang, like, suave R&B dude that, like, I don't know, like, I'm still, like, I still remember the video where he was, like, naked and, like, you can see that, like, the crotch muscle (laughs) or whatever you're not. He got a lot of shit. Yo, he did, but, like, at the same time, I mean, that music. I remember being in high school and I remember all the girls, like, D'Angelo, and, like, everybody was talking about Brown. Yeah, and all the guys were, like. This is gay, and I'm like, well, I'm also gay, but also like, the, it's, it's you're just jealous. That yeah, you're yeah, you're not as ripped as D'Angelo. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the girls are yelling out brown sugar, and you're like, oh, I'm just regular sugar. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, so I don't know. There's like right away, like, well, not right away, but like a couple hours in, I was like. Because all the reviews are like 10 out of 10. IGN, 10 out of 10. I'm like, nah, like this is easily 8 or 9 out of 10. Um, because everything, granted, everything else is stellar. Like the voice acting, the graphics, the scenery is gorgeous. Um, the customization, all of that stuff. But like the controllers are so clunky. Like I just, I'm getting used to it now. So now it feels fluid. But that I'm already have my, my opinion's already set. Like I'm not going to say this is a perfect game. Um, like, so yeah. I, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. And I'm, and then for those who might be like raging right now, it's not like I don't like the game. I'm like loving it. I'm uh, loving every story, how it's like either you're going to through your, these missions or it's just, you randomly come up across something like almost like you would naturally maybe have like a friend show up and be like, Hey, I need help. Or, you know, these like life situations that just kind of like pop out of nowhere um it's doing a really good yeah. job of that and that's really like dynamic storytelling but these controls are like it takes you forever to learn it and then um i remember they did this in the original the original red dead redemption where you have your bullet time or, or dead eye as they call it and then all of a sudden they change it because at first it, it marks the people automatically as you like hover over them but now it's doing the thing where you mm-hmm. have to actually like press the right bumper to actually like target yourself and then i'm just like mm. and, and then like also some of their tutorials are um they don't really explain it like today i think cliff tweeted like i'm stuck in the stupid ledger where i have to like upgrade my camp but it won't let me exit and it's like you have to buy something it's the tutorial like you're not going to leave until you do something and so i'm like without it telling you like just buy something real quick, dude. Like, so that way you learn you can upgrade your camp. Um, I also had another, yeah, I also had another mission where, um, you kind of do like, you're like a loan shark type of thing. So you're going to pick up like debts that people owe. And then the one guy was like, Oh, I don't have the money on me, but here's a map. So, you know, they give you a treasure map. And I didn't realize that it was like, yeah. oh, I need to go do this right now. I thought it was like, oh, it's a treasure map. I can do this anytime as a side quest. And it's like, then I'm trying to like upgrade items and go to other stuff. I can't interact with anybody. And all of a sudden I'm like, why are all my like points that I need to go to gone on the map? I'm like, did the game glitch? 
So I'm like playing for like an hour trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like Googling like, did anybody encounter this glitch? And then it's like, I so I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll just restart it. It's a glitch. And then it turned out, no, I just didn't actually complete the mission. So you can't do any other missions until you complete that mission, which didn't feel like a mission because it was like a side quest. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, just tell me, like, if I'm, you know, like, dawdling, hey, go get the map. You know what I mean? Like some kind of like easy tutorial that every other game does. But yeah, I mean, again, overall, like, I am having a good time. Like, this is like consuming time. I didn't. I haven't put into a game like I'm like I know I should go to sleep but I'm about to rob a bank and this is gonna be fun so let me go rob this bank or um I really want to go buy this hat so I'm gonna go do some crimes so I can get some money to buy a hat because I want to be a cute cowboy um but yeah so and then I'm like super picky. I want to be a cute. I want to be a cute cowboy. Yeah, I have like because you can't fight crime if you ain't fucking cute. We've talked about. Yeah, this. and then like I have like my guy all in black right now, and I'm all singing old Johnny Cash songs and stuff like that. When I'm like, when the man comes around and stuff like that, trying to have like a western voice, but um, yeah, I'm having like like fun with it. Um, just these controllers. It's. I'm 20 hours in and I'm barely getting the hang of it. So that's, I still got 30 hours left, so I guess I'm good, but, um, that kind of sucks. And then my last thing is like, just going back to a quiet place. Um, (laughs) me and my wife just started like, we had a good time. And then the cool thing about the movie is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are actually married and have kids. So like, so there's these scenes where, like, I mean, there's a, a specific scene where um, the thing that's interesting is that, like, the whole movie is actually pretty quiet. Um, well, I yeah, a quiet <laughs> place, yeah. Like they, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was no, but mean but, but like the thing that makes it like, I mean, because yeah, you're like, oh, obviously, but like as you're watching it, um, the like couple scenes that they do talk makes it like so much powerful because. There is just yeah. like it's quiet for so long before you actually hear anybody say anything. Um, even when they're like panic and they're kind of like uh, like wanting to whisper, they just do ASL the whole time. Um, and so like when you actually do get to hear like their voices, like it makes it so it's this weird thing where it's like, oh, my God, I can hear you again. And it makes it like so impactful or whatever. Um, and kind of like I have a question. Yeah. Where did the monsters come from? They don't say. it's just it's literally yeah and then there's even one point where it's like 470 days and i'm like is that from when the monster showed up or is it from when um a certain incident at the beginning of the movie happens i'm like what is the because i I don't really i didn't feel like it was obvious to me maybe if you're listening (laughs) and it was obvious can explain it to me tweet tweet at me but it was just like maybe sometimes I feel like there are also scenes in movies that were connected to some other plot point that somehow got forgotten about, you know? Yeah. Like, and this kind of like they left it in. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing like you're like, are they aliens? Are they mutants? Are they <laughs> maybe they're like the Cloverfield monster and they've been there all along and then they got woken up? Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Are uh, do you ever see the monsters? Or are they no, just, they do. Like, they show them. Oh. Yeah, they're weird looking thing. And then like even there's like this list they like are they armored? Are they this? Are they that? They are like I just like the idea that you're like they're weird looking and I imagine the monsters be like you're weird looking. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's like they're yeah, they have like venom teeth 
and then their their head looks like it's armored but then it, it like I don't know. Maybe you can Google it to. Get, I, I don't get I'll, it. I'll it's, Google it. It's their yeah. weird looking things, but like they kind of have like big praying mantis arms and, but they're fast. I, it's wild. <laughs> they are creepy though. Um, can I? No, I don't want that. Okay, sorry. No, no, oh, no, I see them. But um, yeah. So like after like just you know watching it, like you have to be barefoot and then. They kind of have the set places they go, so they put, like, sand down, so that way they're stepping on sand instead of just regular whatever. And um, they have this whole system set up. So, obviously, they've been living like this for a while. And then, so, me and my wife just start making logical conclusions, like, if they react to sound, why don't they just set something with really loud sound that they're always drawn to that? Or oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or one of the things that happened, and this is spoilers. So like, if you're listening, you're like, no, don't ruin this for me. You can stop listening for a second. Um, there's a scene where they the the dad takes the son to show him like how to fish. Like I'm gonna you know finally show you how to fish. And the son is just terrified because he's just, I do not want to be out here. What if I accidentally cough and they kill me or something like that? That's a good, um, that's a good point. Yeah, and so like, but they're by the stream, and then like, so the dad's kind of whispering. He's like. Like, listen, like, the stream is so much louder than us that they're not going to hear us because all they're going to hear is the stream. And then only louder, only something louder than the stream is going to catch their attention. He's like, I want to show you something. And they go behind this waterfall. And as they're behind the waterfall, the dad just goes, ah! And then, like, the son freaks out and he's all like, no, the waterfall is so loud they can't hear me screaming. So then the son, like, you know, for the first time probably in his life, gets to yell you know, and has this like moment of ah, and I'm like, um, uh, common sense here. <laughs> if you can do that, why not set yeah. up some form of sound? And they have electricity. It doesn't explain if it's a generator, if it's solar powered. If for some reason the electricity is still on in this world, even though people have been killed and probably don't have anybody manning, you know, <laughs> like Southern California yeah, Edison just, or wherever they're at. I forget where they're. Why not just set up like a big sound thing and then like you could just you could live like that. Or if they haven't tried to nuke them, just like draw them all to one area and, and then nuke exactly. Them. But no, no, it's literally <laughs> that was the most American thing I could yeah, have ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then at this point, it's just like they don't try to shoot them because it's like because they do move fast. So I'm pretty sure it's like we shoot, bang, bang, all of them show up and kill you real fast. So that's why they're yeah, afraid to but shoot if them. You nuke them. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, oh, so we're just sitting there, just logically breaking down this movie, and then like I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, like, well, what if it was, you know, we're watching it from this side of the story. What if it was actually you in this world where there's these monsters that kill people that have, you know, you've seen them kill children and other stuff like that, and all you know is. If you make a noise, they kill you. That's the only thing you know about them. You don't know what their weaknesses is. You know they're fast. And you know the second you make a sound, you're as good as dead. Um, maybe that's why. But I'm just thinking, like, if you know sound is their thing, like, even one of the big plot points turns out that their daughter is deaf. And that's why they all know ASL. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the whole time throughout the movie, the dad is trying <laughs> to, like, fix her um, hearing aid. And at one point, yeah. when they get close enough, for whatever reason, they affect like electromagnetic waves or electricity. So when one of them gets close to her, and the ear thingy kind of doesn't work, 
um, all of a sudden it starts squealing really loud in her ear. So even for her, she's like, ah, like her head is hurting because it's the first time she's hearing sound and it's this high pitch squeal. But because their hearing is so hypersensitive, it's like killing, giving them migraines and stuff. And then so I'm just like, oh, so it's like a dog whistle, right? We can't really hear it, but they can because their hearing is so hypersensitive. Also, I'm pretty sure hearing aids don't work like that. Well, I think yeah, they can so, make. I, mean, I think maybe. they can make like an electronic squeal, but I don't know if the user will hear it because I'm not deaf and I don't wear hearing aids. But yeah. well, I'm not sure exactly I mean, how I, hers is because she has a thing that plugs into like her skull. Oh, she's got like a goes, cochlear implant. Okay, so this, okay yeah. yeah. I don't um, know anything about those. Yeah, I don't know either. But I just know that it plugs into her, like, in, into, like, her, you know, the back of her, like, skull or whatever. And then it kind of, like, has a cord that goes into her ear. Um, but, like, even with that, like, I was just, like... And then towards the end, you find out that, like, you know, the she puts that thing towards, like, a microphone. Because her dad has, like, a little microphone trying to, like, you know, call the outside world. Um, and so, like, it emanates this big high squill thingy. And it, like, it looks like the thing falls apart. Um, falls down dead and they're like oh wow like we just figured out like high pitched whatever but then it gets up and it's like one of those moments where like the mom is like I have to react and she had a shotgun so she shoots it but and the shotgun just blows off its head and then they're like oh, oh my god we just found out that like apparently a shotgun to the face kills these things right <laughs> <laughs> who, who would have known <laughs> a shotgun to the face kills these monsters but then the thing maybe so because because they move so fast so maybe you stun them with the sound and then you shoot them yeah. well see and that's how and they... that's exactly what like kind of like that's how the movie ends is like all of a sudden they're looking because they of course they have video cameras too um and then they see two more running towards their house and then like kind of like they know exactly i guess where the cameras are how long how much time they have before the monsters get there and then it's kind of like the the mom looks at the daughter and the daughter looks at the mom and then they know that they can, and they crank up the volume on the like microphone thingy. And then, um, the yeah. mom smiles and then does the, the ch- ch- cocks the like shotgun. And then you know, like, oh, they're going to fuck up these, these monsters. But I'm just like, <laughs> yo, like y'all couldn't have tried this like early on. <laughs> like sound is their weak. Like, you know, it's kind of like their greatest like strength is also their weakness. So I'm like, how has nobody thought to like? Well, maybe it's a thing where it has to be like a certain like decimal frequency sound. or something. Yeah, like a certain frequency. Yeah, because like like how in Venom it specifically has to be this certain frequency of sound that knocks him out of like um, people's bodies. Yeah. So like maybe it's they just had to be. It was just happened to be the frequency of her. Um, hearing anything, yeah. but the only uh, the, the other thing though, like, and this is the same thing, like, because then you start thinking like logically, but like they're still drawn to like louder noise, so it's like why not just set up something that will be like you know even like a clank or a, like they have there's another scene where she's in labor and then like they're shooting off fireworks, it's like why not shoot fireworks and while they're disoriented because of the fireworks, try shooting them or throwing bombs or nuke them or whatever like. I'm like, Nukem. yeah, I'm like, there's so many, like... I love how I'm just, <laughs> I'm, this is my... Nukem. Nukem. Like, get them all to one space, hit them with the sound, and then drop a bomb on yeah. them. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, to me, it was just like, uh, it was, it just felt like, well, why don't we just think this out? Especially how intelligent they, they make, you know, the family to be. But I get it, it's the same thing that then, you know... It's supposed to be entertaining. Like you're supposed to be, it's supposed to be suspenseful. They're supposed to be scary and spoopy and 
Um, like I said, like trying yeah, to put if your. You f- don't. My rule of thumb is if you're not thinking about it while the film is happening, it's usually okay. It depends on yeah. what it is, because like that alien movie that I can't remember the name of right now, where it was like everything's fine. Then I'm like, hold on, what's the black goo? Oh, Prometheus. Prometheus. That's what it was. Like, what yeah, I- that fucking movie's a <laughs> wait. You're like, excuse me, I have several hundred questions now. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, it's, like, I try to give movie, if movies suspended my disbelief enough to where, like, during the movie I'm not actively questioning it, I'll give them a pass. But, like, usually if I start thinking about that stuff while the movie is happening, I'm like, I have, I'm gonna fucking lose yeah. it in this Chili's. And, that, and that's the thing, too, like, and I think it's also because I don't like spooky stuff, then I'm like, how would I be, like, you know, it's always, like, the like, the stereotype that it's, like, the white person in the movie's like, let's go investigate that noise. And I'm like, nah, nah. This the even my white half is like, nah, we need to go. We need to bounce. We need to leave. Okay. But did you see that wonderful post that that woman made? It was like a long tweet about her, how her and her husband went to go look at this house. Yeah, that was amazing. And it was clearly haunted. And like, she, she's like, okay, I've seen a million horror movies and I always like, make fun of the people in the horror movies but i am that white lady buying a house like the haunted house and her husband her husband was black so he just the entire time is like no babe you're one of those people in the movies babe (laughs) and like there's like just like a door that leads to nowhere and they ask the real estate agent about it and they like get nervous and like oh we don't have a key to that door and yeah it's just it's locked but when you go to the other side of it it's just a wall. There's nothing there. There's no room. Yeah. Like, so where does that door go and why is it locked? <laughs> like, it's padlocked shut, too. And he also opens this tiny door in the closet. It's like, there's a get-out door in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... And she's like, the molding on the staircase is so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not that kind of white person. I'm just well, like, we've, nope. we've discussed before that I am also that white person in the horror movie. <laughs> I got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. That's why we have Jeremy. He's the sacrificial pig because he's going to be like, there's no fucking such thing as ghosts. Yeah. And go down into the basement and get murdered by the ghost. Yeah. And we'll be like, rip Jeremy. But now we know that there's ghosts. And I hope wherever he is in heaven, he knows that we were right and he was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy, I have mad love for you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, damn it. <laughs> well, damn Yeah, so. Well, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's just one of those where it's like, I guess, check your brain out at the door. Because I can do that with Pac Rim. Like, it's just like, kaijus, yeah. Yeah, robots, Yeah, Pac Rim doesn't make any do fucking sense if you think about it for more <laughs> yeah. than two seconds. You're like, it's Del Toro and mechs and kaijus. Let's do this. But then, like, yeah, yeah, monsters that kill with sound, or, you know, if you make a sound, they kill you. I'm like, no, logically, I wouldn't set up a diversion over here. I'd play some easy E music, and when they're like, <laughs> when, the, when the monsters show up, like. That would be an entirely different kind of movie, but I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah, movie. like when the monsters show up, like, he just said t-shirts and khakis is all his wares, and then I shoot, like, him with a shotgun, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, thank you, easy E. You saved the day from beyond the grave 
So I would have um, uh, Kronk's rant from the Emperor's new <laughs> groove where he's like, Cusco's poison. The poison designed specifically to kill Cusco. The poison called Cusco. The Cusco's poison. That poison? That would be just like on a loop. The poison for Cusco. Exactly. <laughs> and like the aliens like go towards that yeah. and then you just hear me go, chick, chick. Yeah, and then right before you pull the trigger, you're like, pull the trigger, Kronk. And then you... <laughs> And then you kill him. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how that's how the salt report takes care of a quiet place. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's my salt. All right. Well, um, remember a couple months ago when I went on like a fifteen minute rant about a twenty six part uh, quest in Final Fantasy fourteen to get a relic weapon that ended up yeah. not being necessary. Did it yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it sucked the second time too it sucked less because i knew what i was doing um there yeah. was also like a ton of people playing um like the same they they were clearly also on the relic weapon quest because i kept seeing them like doing the same dungeons at the same time so like i went into the um whatever the fuck that place is called that i don't remember the name of um the forgotten city or whatever it is and um they're like there there's this one person there i'm like oh hey and then i see them again in the um ifrit hard fight and then again in the titan hard fight and again in the hydra fight and like so they were clearly doing the same quest um yeah but there was one moment same hat same hat same hat same hat um there was one moment where um i queued up for the city thing i M de Boer Keep, that's what it's called. I queued up for M de Boer Keep, and I did that, and then I forgot to take it off my Duty Finder queue list, so I got into it again when I didn't have to go, and, like, I could have oh. left, but that would have been rude. So I just did it again for no reason. I mean, I got experience <laughs> points, I guess, but I was real pissed at myself. And then I... Because I had to wait, like, 15 minutes to get in, because I'm playing a DPS class, so... I'm just like this is this is great this is awesome. Um, but I got it all done and I got the Artemis bow, which is real cool. It folds. It, there's like a harp at the top and it folds in half uh, when your character puts it away. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fancy little little prop for me to make. Hopefully, maybe, possibly. Um, I want you to make. I it. well I <laughs> I want to make it as well, but I we'll see if I'll even be able to. Um, and then, speaking of this costume, though, cosplay references are fun, and um, I went insane a little bit on Twitter because I was like, what color is this hat? Is it purple? Is it black? Is it blue? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Maya's, like, trying to help me, so bless cute. her, where she's like, well, why don't you go into the dye menu and see what color it is like approximately and i was like good idea and then i came back and i was like it's undiable and she's like well great and i didn't have there's like a dialable version that's the augmented cap and i was like i don't i don't have it and i don't really want to deal with getting it um so i turned to my discord and i was like all night i've been thinking about this stupid hat and what color it is and there was another person in there that had actually made that same costume and she was like oh big mood I just picked a color, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And um, someone in that Discord actually had the augmented hat uh, that it, that could be dyed, and they tried to figure it out, and they're like, yeah, it's not like a dye that exists in the game. Um, but they were kind enough to to 
poured it into MS Paint, and they did, like, the paint dripper tool to, like, extract what color it was. And she's like, it's like an off black with lots of red and blues. And, like, so it's purple. Yeah. She's like, it's purple. <laughs> Um, yeah. but basically what it's going to come down to is that I'm going to have to make an executive decision and just pick a color and it's going to depend on what color fabric or hat base or whatever it is I'm going to do uh, it's going to depend on what color I can get that in um, because I can't I can't be too picky uh, or else I'm just going to end up not making the hat and I'm really excited about the hat so I gotta but um, yeah but I'm, I'm just going to have to pick something unfortunately there's no like definitive answer the other the other colors in the costume are pretty straightforward it's like the shirt's green and the pants are red and blue and that's yeah it's easy fine there's lots of gold details um but that fucking hat little did i know little did i know when i decided to make this costume that the hat was going to be the hard part <laughs> mm. hold on i'm i'm going to look at said hat oh yeah 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 i would hold on i have to take my glasses it's the off coral because... chapeau for those of you listening at home, um, I went to your. I just went to your page. Yeah. yeah, you know what I think this is that's happening. So you know how, um, you know how it looks a little bit like navy, purpley black. Yeah. But like the, you know how like sometimes the, I know about this because I wear a lot of black on black outfits. But you know how sometimes you have a black that leans warm and you have a black that yeah. leans cool and they don't match. I think that what's happening here is this is like just supposed to be like a cool black. So when the light hits it, you're seeing the blue undertones. You know what I'm saying? Like the purpley undertones. But I think the intent of this hat was to be like almost yeah. black to bl- or black. It- but then the wings next to it are black. So then that calls into question. Now I'm here. There is no Pepe. There is no Pepe Sylvia. Um, Yeah, the the feathers are going to be a problem too because if I get a black fabric that's too dark, the black feathers aren't going to stand out as well. So I'm I'm like I'm not using real feathers. Um, I'm making them because they don't they don't really look like real feathers, um, even though they're supposed to be. So I might be able the way that I'm doing it. I might it's I found this tutorial about how to make um, feathers out of felting wool with like heat and bond. And so I'm going to do that, and I'm wondering if maybe I could kind of back them with a little bit of, uh, like, green or blue felting wool so that they stand out a little bit against the black of the hat. But I, I guess I'll worry about that when I pick up my fabric. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, I mean, if you go for, like, a like a really grayed down kind of purple, which will get you close to the first picture of the hat that you posted then you could use the black felt. I mean, it really depends, like you said, on yeah, what you're going to use. Yeah, it's going to depend on like what kind of fabric The black get. feathers will look, like, different against yeah. that. So. It's just really going to depend on what kind of fabric I can get, unfortunately. So just got just to gotta make an executive decision. Also, like, the one of the pictures I posted um, that's just, like, an icon of the item in-game, you can see that um, one side has a really complicated jewelry chain headdress, and the other side doesn't. It's just on the left side of the hat. So, thanks, Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, so there's actually like a lot of feathers in this costume. It just, oh my god, there's a lot of details. A, a, a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, especially a lot of the co- costumes that look simple on the surface, have tons of tiny little details that. Like, when I was making my Mikote starter set, that was a big thing, where I was like, oh my god, there's there's more to this costume than meets the eye, that's for sure. Um, but it'll... Again, you know, I'll, I'll get it right up to a point, and then eventually I just kind of have to improvise. So, 
But, oh, fun fact about the Mikote stuff, though, is that um, literally while I was sitting in the green room after going on stage, I found a 3D print file of all of the, like, <laughs> foam bits that I had to painstakingly make myself. I'm sorry. I, I probably have would have made them myself that. anyway, but it would have been nice to have them as a reference, you know? So, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, yeah. But... Speaking of cosplay contests, I got to talk about this whole TwitchCon fiasco. Um, <laughs> so I don't really follow TwitchCon, so I kind of heard about the second hand. But essentially, a cosplayer entered, and she made um, a costume from uh, a piece of art by Sakizo, who is a Japanese artist that does original designs that are like they're like fantasy inspired historical historical, fa- like, fashion art prints, essentially. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. They, it kind of reminds me of Trinity Blood. Like, it's not the same artist, but the it, the intricacy of the Trinity Blood costumes kind of remind me of Sakizo. Um, but, so she made this really elaborate costume, and she won be- the equivalent of Best in Show at TwitchCon. And everybody got butthurt because a dress won TwitchCon. And it just... People who don't sew don't understand the level of effort that goes into a costume like that. And I kind of looked up the artist afterwards and saw what she was working on. She spent over 700 hours sewing that costume. She made the stockings, and the stockings each have over a thousand beads on them. Like, per stocking. Um, There's... All these tiny details, she sewed all the undergarments for the costume as well, so the corset and, like, the structural pieces that make it, that give it the sort of historical silhouette. Um, Like, it's just beautiful, impeccable work, and people don't appreciate it because there was a big hulking armor piece on stage. And people who don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the people who don't make costumes don't understand what it's like to judge them either. Like... I when I went to gaming con the first time and competed in my Malon costume, the judges were turning up the hems of my skirts and looking to see that I'd finished the seams. I hadn't finished the seams, and that's what cost me the victory. Um, so that's I like got really intense about finishing my seams for a while, and it happened again at like Anime Bonsai. They were like checking parts of my costume to make sure that I hadn't left any ragged edges. So it, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Like people who don't sew don't understand the kind of craft that goes into it. And I'm not going to sit here and shit yeah. on armor making and say that it's easy because it's not. It's something that I can't really do very well. So I appreciate the work that goes into that well. But armor pieces, I feel, look more impressive um, to people who don't make them um, or that don't sew or both because they're big and shiny and... Yeah, but, like, you glue them to- Not to say that armor making isn't hard, but, like, I don't- Like, when I'm making armor stuff, I didn't really pay attention to, like, making it perfect, because then you're gonna hit it with Plasti-Dip and yeah, then spray Plasti-Dip paint it anyway. Yeah, hide a lot of flaws. Hide many sins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the people who are saying that guy in the hulking armor should have won, like, you don't know what that costume looks like on the inside. Maybe the underside- is falling apart. Maybe it's all cut up. Maybe there's big hot glue seams everywhere. Uh, maybe yeah. the paint job looks like shit and you just can't tell because he's on stage and 30 feet away. Um, 
yeah. who knows? And it people don't really appreciate that. And it really grinds my gears as someone who primarily sews costumes rather than like make big props and armor pieces because like I work hard on those costumes. I spent almost 40 hours on Osra's coat to say nothing of the other parts of that costume. And there was a lot of them to, to be clear on that front. Like, and then some asshole is going to be like, it's not that impressive of a costume. Like, fuck you, dude. Why don't you do better? Yeah. Yeah, Why don't you sew this? Yeah. Why don't you sew that Sakizo dress? If it's so fucking easy, spend 800 hours on it. I dare you. I I sewed the stupid fucking skirt from my um for my Greg Halloween costume out of the bottom of a dress that I got for really cheap and like it looks terrible and the whole time I'm doing it I'm like this just looks fucking awful but it only has to last for one day and I spent time on it and it still looks bad so like imagine like you're not even considering like if I practiced all the time maybe I could get better at sewing but that's a bunch of hours that go into that so that's also behind every fucking like cosplay that you don't see is like all the hours that person has spent sewing failing and then getting good at it you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. that was uh get fucking there was this kind of level of salt at anime bonsai 2017 was it 2017 or 2016 I don't remember but like a year or two ago where a um a guy went in with an armor costume and he entered in masters, but he hadn't sewed the bodysuit that he wore underneath. So they docked him a bunch of points and he didn't win any prizes. Uh, or maybe he won like a judge's choice award, but not like a ranked prize, but he was so fucking butthurt. He was so fucking salty. And it's yeah. like, dude, and people are trying to explain to him. was like, you didn't sew your bodysuit. Like it's a, if you were in intermediate, you probably would have won. And just yeah. like, yeah, again, like people don't appreciate the level of craft that goes into sewing costumes specifically, but I guess in general as well. Like they just kind of see a big impressive costume and don't understand that maybe the guy in the smaller suit of armor did a better job. Like, you know, and I think, I think it's another thing too, like with the idea of things that are considered like, like crafty, like, like sewing is traditionally like us, like, you know, put over with, like, um, things like embroidery and, like, I did basketry and, like, with my doll making and stuff, all that kind of stuff and jewelry stuff. Like, they're like, oh, that's, like, that's, like, women's hobbies. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's another reason it's being devalued is because it's a girl thing to sew. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, 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 like, the, it just drops down, like, the relevance of it, like, drops down, or the importance of it drops down. I'm like, that's such a fucking bullshit. Because if you ever tried to fucking sew, and, like, I think about this a lot, because there was this guy who ripped his pants in high school, and I was the only person who could fix them, because I knew how to sew. And so he had to give them to me, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, like, you should know how to sew. These are, like, actual skills, and, like, I'm shitty at sewing, so then when I see someone who can actually sew, I'm like, look at that fucking skill. But people don't think of it as a skill, they think of it as, like, a, like a, like a hobby, like something somebody does, and that's bullshit. It's bullshit! I mean, it's, you kind of get into this sometime with your art commissions, where people think, like, you just push a button and you make art, um, and it's super easy, and why should it ever be valued, and it's kind of the same thing with sewing, and everything like yeah. an embroidery and all that where it's just like well it's easy because it's just fabric and it's like well why don't you do it then? yeah Bruh. i was thinking about like those Bruh. uh like the yakuza tattoos where they do the thing where it's like slowly like inch by inch doing the tapping 
and they do uh-huh. these like elaborate body tattoos and then they're like oh yeah you just went to the guy at like you know the shop and he used a tattoo gun and i'm like no dude it's like tattoo so elaborate. doesn't make it any easier it just makes it faster yeah yeah and i'm just like and that's what it, like it feels like to me i'm like oh it's they're like oh it's pretty but like you can just go to any tattoo shop i'm like no like this is this, like Kay did this ancient like way of putting you know what i mean like the, like a like yakuza tattoo where the person has to lay there for like hours on hours as the person like painfully like taps on this like stick to like you know dab the ink into it and i'm just like yo like it's it's craftsmanship it's artisanship you know and you're just like oh it's just a dress and i'm like that's yeah pretty dumb and then like and i get it like is the regular person would be like oh look that person's wearing like you know i don't know a soul edge like armor set and you're like oh wow look at that and but i'm like i'm glad that the judges are good judges and it's not just like whatever flashy thing is up there it's yeah the craftsmanship that actually 1000 beads per sock God. <laughs> yeah 750 yeah. hours of work i mean like, and the thing is like like you know we, we we do these podcasts and you're like you're like you know you take a break to like do your portion of your salt or your pre-salt but a lot of times you're like listening to us like as you're sewing or these like last minute crunches where you're like ah it's bonsais are like 48 hours and i've got to like, get this thing done <laughs> this year i was ready for bonsai yeah i didn't do that but I have definitely done that in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I um I don't know. That's that's my that's my TED talk. Thanks for coming to my <laughs> TED talk about why sewing is hard. And like that cosplayer is the one who's really laughing in the end because she won fifteen thousand fucking dollars. Damn. <laughs> so <laughs> to to pay herself back for the, for the fifteen thousand dollars she probably beads. put into that costume. Yeah. 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 Cosplay. Both yeah. Even. Yeah. Oh, good. I broke even. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much that costume cost, but it was probably a lot. Um, yeah. It was probably a lot. Probably yeah. a lot. Um, just, I guess that's it. I'm all fire and brimstoned out here. I'm happy you got to give your rant, though, because <gasps> I think it's important. Yeah. Or am I? Is mm-hmm. it? Do yeah. I go? Tell me when you're, to go. Tell me when to go. Go, go, dum, dum, go, go. Dum, dum. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm from the Bay Area. So like, I'm just, okay. So, um, the, I only really have one big piece of salt. Um, it, I, I actually have another piece of salt real quick uh, that my teacher listened to my podcast and now I have one big fear. Um, my second piece of salt is like, yeah, I was like, no fears. And it's like, oh, I listened to your podcast slams down sunglasses. One fear. <laughs> so, uh, I I mean, like, this isn't even really salt, but I guess since I went on that entire giant rant about Venom, I can just quickly say, I didn't very much care for episode eight of Castlevania. That's not a big critique as on Castlevania as a whole, but episode eight was wild to me because I feel like we could have had one of those snazzy, like, anime endings where, like... You, we just had a montage and I didn't have to watch 20 minutes because it was kind of agonizing to watch 20 minutes of it and like, or however fucking long it was. And I, I feel like we could have had one of those anime endings where we just got scenes and then like random voice parts, you know, like talking like Isaac's whole part could have happened wrapped up like that. And then like Hector and Carmilla's whole part could have been wrapped up like that. And Trevor and fucking uh Saifa and Alucard's whole part like that and then just end how they ended with Alucard and then the whole thing would have been over and like 
because episode eight was just a significant drop in quality of all fucking like all in all ways like in storytelling and writing it was there were parts where i was like i just want to fast forward through this because i'm bored (laughs) like i'm honestly just bored and like i i just i think it like episode seven was such a fucking stunner it was such a killer that like to then get slapped with episode eight um, I, w- I was telling my friends that, like, I hate epilogues, and, like, one of the things it reminds me of is, like, Harry Potter had, like, such a good ending, but then there was an epilogue, and the epilogue was just, like, unnecessary, and, like, felt like, it felt rushed, and, like, no thought was put into it, and it was just, and even, like, J.K. Rowling later was like, I regret that epilogue. <laughs> And I'm like, 90% of the time, you don't need an yeah. epilogue. Like, there's just no reason for it. You didn't need to... You could have just introduced those things in, like, an extended ending. And then, like, those... That would have been enough for us to, like, either felt closure. Because I think they didn't know if they were going to yeah, get season 30. Yeah, I was going to so say it was, like, that, this too. weird space... I was going to say it was, yeah, like, the dollhouse like, oh, effect. Like, although, yeah. like... Yeah, before they, Joss Whedon was... Or before everyone knew Joss Whedon was a terrible person. Um, Like, how, like... Yeah. Yeah, Firefly didn't get its second season, so he did that freaking time jump in Dollhouse for the final season, or final episode, and you're like, yeah. what the hell happened? Like, there better be a season yeah. two. So, like, I always wonder if that's what, because it's, it works as a setup for season three, because you're like, oh, what's going to happen with Isaac? What's going to happen with Hector? What's going to happen, you know? Yeah, but you could have established all of that in a montage right, yeah. with just, like, like 20-second clips of them talking and I wouldn't have had to sit through whatever the fuck that <laughs> yeah. was. Like, there are just parts where it's just, like, people are just sitting down and talking and staring into the distance. And I'm like, ooh, this might work in film because micro-expressions are there from yeah. people. But in, like, animation, I'm getting nothing. Like, I'm just, yeah. oh, boy. And, like, in comics, sometimes it works because your eye is moving to read. But, like, in the animation, I wasn't, I didn't have the subtitles on. So I'm just, like sitting there watching them sit and i'm like getting antsy and i I don't know i just felt like unfortunately jake had a lapse in judgment and decided to delve into castlevania spoilers if you wish to avoid these please skip to two hours and 31 seconds thank you and prepare yourselves for the robot uprising you may now continue your podcast experience yeah without because it could have just really been like right after like just extend episode seven right just a little bit yes and then yes. you could have had just a little you could have just had like like somber music where they show isaac these guys yes. come up to him and the next thing you see is like uh that scene where those lights are going out where he's turning them into um monsters or whatever yeah and then yeah then you like go to like hector same somber music is playing you see carmela beat him up and then they chain him up and take him away and then you're like oh. yeah i was trying to keep it vague for oh the, yeah like- the people who haven't Sorry. seen season two but, <laughs> yeah and then yeah. like we'll put a we'll put a warning yeah, right there yeah, before yeah. <laughs> like jake is about to ruin everything <laughs> <laughs> but and then they're yeah, like no. yeah and then finally have like that really heartbreaking moment with like alucard no music boom we're all yeah. in the moment with alucard oh. and then season three question and, mark <laughs> yeah like yeah. and um so i mean like it's not really big salt it's just it's just a what do you call it? a light critique yeah, yeah. of that final episode because I think it was just like I and and like just the quality of the rest of that season was so yeah. fucking good and that episode was just like it really here, is like an yeah it really is like please season three please season three 
he's season three. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I hope like I hope that like they don't have to do this for every season. Yeah. Like I hope they feel more like they're gonna get new seasons as time goes on. Um I also I also don't know I guess uh I guess Richard Armitage like posted that he was gonna be like that he's getting ready for season three. So I guess Trevor Belmont's gonna yeah. be there. Because I also didn't know if this was something they were setting up to then deal with with a different Belmont. Yeah, you know, you know what was interesting um, is um, I I jumped in. Of course, I jumped into the wiki because I I only I don't even think I played Castlevania three, so I didn't even know Trevor. I only know Simon Belmont. Like, was, isn't that like the first yeah. one or something like that? And then the um, well, the Kung okay, Fu so Werewolf Cornelius. Uh, Castlevania three is a prequel. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Yeah, it's a prequel. So Simon is his like uh, grandson, is his like or... grandson, something like that. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't even know that. Like, I thought yeah. like it was you know the the third of the installments. But yeah, the only other person I know is like, is it Cornelius the Kung Fu Werewolf? <laughs> Cornelius the. Kung I think Fu that's what werewolf. his name is, Cornelius. Um, um, I'm almost certain this is a prequel. But yeah, like um, is a prequel to the original Castlevania. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. But then I like I was looking up the characters because I'm like, who's Hector? And I guess Hector is actually a protagonist in one of the Castlevanias. Like everything that happens in yeah. the show, more or less happens. But then like yeah, like Isaac, or Hector goes after Isaac. Is kind of like the the yeah. next one of the games or something like that, and then Alucard has like what Symphony of the Night and a couple other games, and then there was that one that they did with uh fucking um the one that yeah. got his dirty little fingers over, and then it turned out the entire time that um Alucard was in fact Trevor Belmont <laughs> the, whole the whole time. time yeah. Kojima and that twist. he got turned on his way to the castle, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, touches the ground where some bullshit plot twist happened, and rubs the dirt between my fingers. Kojima was yeah. here, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't care for that, and clearly they're not going for that because there are two people here. Yeah. So, um, unless Sypha hallucinated them, both. yeah, right. But like, plot twist: Sypha hallucinated the fact that there were two separate men there the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Warren Ellis has been doing pretty good, so. Um, but it is funny, yeah. right? Because wasn't the first one like three episodes or four episodes for season one? And then yeah. now they got like um, they definitely got more episodes. Yeah, for this so I, hopefully they're just like, okay, you've proven yourself. Now just actually do the stories. No epilogues. I also think Isaac's character in this, while being Isaac, has a little bit of another character. Um, wrapped up in his character, like they took some stuff oh, from another gotcha. character that I just think yeah, I just yeah. want to do it. Yeah, and then like jammed it into Isaac's story. Carmilla looks entirely different. She doesn't look anything like she looks in the games. I mean, to be fair, not Alucard looks pretty dead on, and so does Dracula. But I think they're so iconic yeah. that you can't like fuck with them too much. But um, uh, Carmilla looks. First of all, I'm pretty sure Carmilla in the game has like black hair. Um, and a weird giant titty window. Uh, they, they, I mean, she still sort of has a titty window in this, but it's not really, it's more like a clavicle window. Um, and, uh, but, and she's got like white blonde hair. Um, she was a good, she was a good character. Godbrand's accent was so bizarre. It really was. And it took me like, 
I was like, what is happening? It sounded like he was talking and had marbles yeah. in his mouth at the Or it sounded time. like they hired like somebody's up- uncle who doesn't do voice acting and was trying really hard. Yes! Yeah. Yes! I was like, who fucking is playing Godbrand right yeah. now? Like, what kind of fucking... Like, and I don't know if it was like he had some kind of Slavic accent that just wasn't reading to us because we don't yeah. know it or what, but it was like he just had an American accent, but he was talking with marbles in his <laughs> yeah. mouth. That's what it sounded like, and it was bizarre, and I was so glad when I didn't have to listen to yeah. Godbrand anymore. Like, whoa, But boy. then, like, he had some of the um, best lines, which is weird. Like, pig's oh, blood yeah. gives me the like shits. The, <laughs> I'm like, what? Or, like, the, I'm a Viking, we build fucking boats. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, no, I, it's not really salt. I, I mean, like, it's sort of salt. It's more just, like, a little casual critique of that episode. Because yeah. I feel like, um... Yeah, I mean, like, I have lots of salt, but it's all political yeah. right now. Uh, here's my daily reminder for you to vote. Vote. If you can vote, vote. Fun dating idea? You want to go on a date? Go vote. And then have dinner together. Um, maybe you, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're like, I'm so bored, and I don't know what to do. Why don't you vote? Um, <laughs> like, vote. Uh, that's my, that's my um, PSA. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my PSA and Kay's TED Talk <laughs> and Jake's critical yeah. analysis of The, the Quiet, Quiet Place. Place. Yeah. Just nuke them. <laughs> Just nuke them. Cool, cool. Well, then, I guess moving into uh, imported salt. Um, our first one comes from Lord of the Likes, but spooky, at night underscore twitten. Um, I'm pretty sure now it's going to be, well, like, Lord, Lord of the Likes, but thankful for Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I already changed mine to my Christmas name. Uh, I was. You know, I was gonna say, and now I'm gay apparel. I was gonna say he's in Australia, so it's not gonna be thankful. Yeah, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be celebrating. <laughs> I mean, you American can still be thankful, but like maybe like. I'd maybe Lord of the Likes skip but over festive. festive. There you go. Yeah, or like Lord of the Likes with kangaroos or something. Like I don't know, something Australian. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Only they have like palm tree uh, Christmas, so it could be no. That like... was New Zealand. That's New Zealand. Oh yeah, Vader that's Vader. That um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, at Night Twitten has a uh, that Australia has um, Outback Steakhouse <laughs> Christmas. It's gonna be Night Twitten with the he's gonna be so blooming mad. onion. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just all of a sudden it's just like Night Twin at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Lord of the Likes. Good day. Yeah. Lord of the Likes, but Australian. Yeah, but Australian. <laughs> Which is just normal Lord of the Likes. Yeah. With 99.9% more Australia. Yeah. Lord of the Likes, Australian. Australia for intensifies. <laughs> so. Lord of the Likes says no real. Oh, you know what? I'm probably going to be on their their podcast, so I can't wait to talk to him, like talk to him over Discord and be like, "So uh, let's talk about this Australia episode you guys had." Um, Lord of the Likes says no real salt, but I thought y'all would appreciate this, and it's a picture of the Red Dead Redemption Two box that says um, original price. $89, now $69. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, release date discount is nice. Which I'm like, dang, $90 for a video game? I thought $60 yeah. is bananas. $60 um, is bananas. but It is, but yeah. And 
thinking about like in 90 but um so then it's like oh i actually do have some red dead salt um playing as the gruff and handsome mountain man is too distracting i keep taking photos of him big mood okay okay so the thing about that though is i keep seeing y'all fucking cowboys on my um on my like yeah. feed and all i can think of is that line from uh yeah. Brokeback i mountain, wish i which could is, quit you this is no, I think of um, this is a goddamn bitch of an unsatisfactory situation. <laughs> is what I always fucking think of. It's my favorite fucking. That's a good um, line. It's the it's like one of my favorite lines from anything, but it's from Brokeback Mountain, and nobody like ever quotes. Every time I see it, I get really fucking excited. <laughs> and there was a fic that used it, and I was like, "I see you, bitch," because that's one of my favorite <laughs> lines. Is this is a goddamn bitch of an unsatisfactory situation? <laughs> yeah, I just I only know the there. whole. I wish I could quit you, which, um, God, when that movie came out, that was, was all anybody ever said. Yeah, that's all anybody ever yeah. said. And then, like, yeah, my one friend at the bookstore, like, <laughs> I would say that to him. And he'd be like, Jacob, I'm gay and I hate you for saying that. <laughs> like, please stop. And I'm like, but I wish I could quit you, Daddy. And he's all like, please stop. It's actually a really good movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I have, like, war flashbacks to how sad that movie actually is. But you know what? Like, they, they, they're they having sex on that mountain and eating baked beans. And it's implied that they're having anal sex on that mountain while eating baked beans. And that's some brave-ass <laughs> stuff right there, I tell ya. Those real there's cowboys. A, those are real cowboys. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's more yes. to this. Yeah, there is more. We keep getting distracted, so, and also, but... Yeah, also listening to episode 71 and Jesse saying they wished uh, Sharkboy and Lava Girl was relevant. Here's a story of Sharkboy most relevant to me. My partner and I play Kingdom Death together. And at one point, we named male and female twins Sharkboy and Lava Girl. When out on a hunt, Sharkboy fell into a hole and broke his fucking leg. Then started and then stared at a weird statue too long and became a fucking cannibal. The next year, he killed and ate our settlement's best fighter. The settlement came together to decide what to do about this about this and fucking made him the leader of the settlement. So now he's just a kid. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, so now he's just gonna kill and eat someone every couple of years. And we aren't gonna do anything about it, I guess. So that's the story of how random survivor Sharkboy grew up and lived to to be his fucking name. What happened to Lava Girl, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what happened to Lava I have to know more of this story. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need a follow-up next podcast. Please. Yeah. Oh god! Um, Actual cannibal shark boy. <laughs> Actual cannibal Taylor Lautner. Um, yeah, we're not wizards, but absolute fools at we're not wizards. Uh, I, I, uh, I gave, he changed his name to that because I kept calling him, <laughs> and so I'm like, and now he's cool. something else. So now, so he just, yeah. just rapid fire name changes. Um, he said we had a whole conversation about this. Um, it's very cold here just now. In fact, there is a frost, which means it is less than zero degrees, which means we are in the negative zone. So I am not flipping happy. I spent so I spent four hours heating up once I'm at work, and then because the clock changed, I am now going home in the dark. What kind of bullshit is this? I'm considering making a duvet jacket, but my legal advisor has advised me that I am not. <laughs> it's not a professional look. I think is what that is meaning. Um, 
However, considering I am currently so, so cold, I think it is the only way forward unless I come to work wearing a duvet and looking like Richard McHutt. Please send warm. It's fucking cold here too, man. Yeah, yeah you can have um, California yeah, still please. on fire. So yeah. please take some please. of California's warmth. If only what we could. What a monkey's bo- paw wish I- that would be. Okay, so you know, you know, it's so funny. Is that like, um, all I can think of whenever it's daylight savings is it's your cousin Oscar from Iceland, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just thinking about it. He's like, if I could have that hour, I would rip it from your <laughs> hands. That's how I feel, but like about the cold because it yeah. hasn't been cold in so long. Yeah. It was like eighty degrees Fahrenheit today. Yeah, same. It's November. Yeah. Um, I think over the weekend here, it was like in the 90s. We actually like had to pull out. We have like a little like portable swamp cooler thingamajiggy um, that we had to pull out because it was just it was that unbearable. And we had to stay in one room with that thing on because I think our regular swamp cooler just couldn't handle 90 degree weather. So, yay, fall. It's a lie. Not here. <laughs> here we have four seasons. I'm jealous. We, have, we only have one season. We have summer, yeah. fall. Hell. Winter and second winter. <laughs> second winter, yeah. We have um, the fiery pits of Mordor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we have Mount Doom is exploding while we're also still in Mordor that yeah. summer. With palm trees on it. That's the only like luxury we have. <laughs> yeah, palm trees. I, I hate palm trees, by the way, because they're non-native to this area of California, but they're fucking everywhere because somebody in Northern California decided that they wanted to be L.A., and I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just so natural to me that I'm just like, palm trees, yay. I fucking hate palm trees. Uh, my kill den at Michael Pren, um, Michael underscore Pren, sorry, I should probably mention the actual way to say it. I got some big salt with the fucking scumbags that roll into a restaurant and leave a terrible or non-existent tip. Have you ever heard, have you ever been a server? It's hard as hell. My team juggles a million things all at once and give you a good meal. Don't treat them like a lesser person because they do a real tough job. They're busting their butt. Show them some gosh darn respect. Does that apply to companies that don't that, to countries that don't have a tipping culture? Obviously, but yeah, here in the United States and stuff. Yeah, fucking tip your waitresses. And your waiters yeah. yeah like yeah i've had bad service before and i still tip them i just left a fucking drawing of lemon grab on the back of the receipt i said unacceptable <laughs> but i tipped them the full service amount has to be pretty full fucking percent. abysmal before i won't tip like yeah yeah like i'm talking the server came high to work and then they're like <laughs> falling over and then they disappear and never come back that's what i server tip well and i still tip because then like the person replacing them might get the money but like so it's like the server has to like personally insult me or something before it'll get that bad Usually I just leave a reduced tip. Like, I've had them leave and, like, nobody replaced... Like, they were just gone. Like, we just yeah. had to leave. Like, you just have to leave the yeah. restaurant at that point. <laughs> like, there's no one there. They're just gone. And I'm like, where did they go? But I guess when you live in kind of a shitty area, sometimes that happens. You go to a restaurant and, like, um, our jack-in-the-box, like, nobody showed up to work on uh, Halloween, <gasps> so they were just closed. Yeah. Wow. 
And don't do that thing like that fucking psycho did that was going viral on the internet where you put five $1 bills on the table and you take one away every time the waiter the waiter or waitress does something you don't like. That's fucked up. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's That is terrible. fucked up. What kind of psycho fucking bullshit Some is that? old white conservative dude, I'm sure. Oh god, my god. That's a freaking monster. That guy, that guy, that, like, wishes he could spank his fucking... That server. dude got fucking golden ratioed all to hell. Jesus. I have, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, no, don't treat your servers like crap. Yeah. Also, like, don't... If you go to, like... If you go to a, um, a, like, what do you call it? Retail store... Please don't be mean to the people at retail. If they tell you that you can't return something because it's past the fucking window, just just don't just do say, it. Okay, just thank just you stop. Leave. Just leave. Yeah. Yes, God. Don't ask to speak to their manager, who then is going to tell you the same thing for the next forty-five minutes as you sit there and scream at them. Yeah. <sighs> also, if you're a manager, have your damn employees' backs because that's annoying. Yeah. To be like, yo, this is sixty days. Your receipt obviously obviously says thirty days. So if you don't bring it back in thirty. I can't do anything about it. And then it's like, well, we're just going to take care of it anyways. And I'm like, great. Now I'm the asshole for not doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, our manager, at least the insert generic Halloween store, <laughs> our manager there was uh, was the, the kind of person who like would actually 100% enforce the policy. And like, like if you had to call her and she came out, she's like, my employee just told you what our policy is basically like this is yeah. our policy and we can't break it for you and all i can think in my brain is like you aren't fucking special <laughs> i remember this one time i worked at a bookstore and i fucking had uh i was like somebody came up to me and he basically was trying to get this comic for like half off essentially for no reason other than he was nice to me and i'm like you're not special yeah. i want to buy superman but i can't afford to buy superman because i'm stuck in working behind the counter with yeah. you i remember like, having just... to like stop and pause for a second to stop myself from asking a guy what makes you so fucking special at an old job so yeah. like <laughs> i was like mm, i might get me written up yeah yeah, uh, yeah. well i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> But God, you want to so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, want I wanted to. So to. Bad. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you everybody for your um your uh, imported salt. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Night Twin, we're looking forward to part two of. Looking forward to your next festive username. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Outback Steakhouse Christmas. <laughs> Boy, that sounds like a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm writing this song oh, and Christmas. dedicating. It's going to be the most unintentionally depressing Christmas song of our generation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bad steakhouse Christmas! I can't afford you anymore. <laughs> I'd like to eat that steak and shrimp from the Barbie. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I'm poor. <laughs> oh, bad steakhouse is just Applebee's. Yeah, but Australian. But Australian. But Australian. It's not even real Australian. Yeah, because I don't. I don't yeah. even think they have Outback Steakhouse. I'm in pretty Australia. sure it's an American thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no blooming onions for you. Blooming onions are pretty onions. good though. They are yeah, delicious. They're, they're just like onion. What are they called at? Um, shaped like chilies, a flower. Though? At what? Oh. Awesome blossom, right? Awesome blossom. 
Hi, welcome to Chili's. Can we start you off with an awesome blossom? Maybe some chips and salsa? An awesome blossom sounds like a drink that you can get trashed on. Yeah. It's like an AMF. I drank like two awesome blossoms and forgot my name. <laughs> an awesome yeah. blossom is just an AMF with a flower in it. Perfect. Uh, oh. So... Uh, where can we find everybody on the internet? Kay, let's start with you. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Yeah, and Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as at Filthy Wizard, and you can find me on Twitch and Instagram and Tumblr as Filthy Magic User. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Lionheart. You can find the podcast on Twitter as well. Um, and send us uh, your DMs. DMs are always open um, to at Podcast Salt. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, we'll, we'll read your salt. Or um, like we said, sometimes it's just it's good stuff. So send us send us some festive stuff um, since we're moving into uh, yeah, festive times. Because it's Christmas the first today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's already playing like Christmas music Slay since like bells and sh- intensifies. <laughs> yeah. You can hear them. They're like ting 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 ting. Yeah, yeah. They're coming. They all started on like September, by the way, <laughs> in the United States. It's like it's not even like Halloween, and they already have like Christmas. Yeah, I went into Michael's in the last week of Halloween, and they had all their Christmas stuff out, and their their Halloween stuff was banished to a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just like that it was Halloween day of I'm putting my makeup on and I was listening to Spotify and the commercial for Disney I, to be fair Disney's Christmas opens on November 9th but I I'm like sitting there and it switches to a commercial and all of a sudden I hear is the most wonderful time yeah. of the year I'm like it's fucking <laughs> Halloween right now let me have this yeah. let me have this <sighs> yeah Oh, and so, yeah, so thank you for uh, listening. If you want to help support our show, you can go to uh, Kofi.com and uh, help. any donation helps to keep the podcast going. So that's ko-fi.com forward slash salt report. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you for those who've been donating lately. We really appreciate it. Um, and I think that's it, right, Kofi? Yeah. Twitters. Did you um, say where we can so find I- you on the internet? Yeah, I did. Okay. I zoned out for eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we started talking Christmas about Christmas. Christmas music was playing in case. Yeah. I was that Madagascar penguin image that I like to use so much. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's how yeah. it be when it's late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, with that, we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.